Why, hello, and welcome to Season 22, Episode 9 of Happy Checks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. I'm Kadeem. And I'm Tappy. And uh, we have a game convention coming up in, what, uh, about a month? Yeah. A month and a week? Yeah, a month yeah and a week. so people, I've seen people trying to get games in, because we're August, probably about a week away from that. August 20... 30th? Thirtieth, thirty-first, September first and second. Yeah, look on the, the phone. last weekend of August, the oh, first yeah. bit of September. I'm totally up on that. I know exactly when right. when it's happening. Yeah. Labor no, Day weekend, totally yo. Yeah. Uh, no, I will not have kids with me. Oh. No. Nope. Nope. They're going. Heather's taking them on a trip. Freedom. So, oh. and I, I had already got a uh, a suite on the executive level yeah. to get free breakfast, and uh, I went to downgrade my room to a regular room, and the regular room was only like eight dollars a night cheaper. What? No. Oh. Like, oh, Did you go through like the con? No. Oh, so, yeah, okay, I booked so, it so that's, far a, that's a very too. cheap breakfast for that that place. Eight bucks, I mean, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Executive yeah. level when I d- when I looked was like thirty something more. Than no, he he gave me the total with tax and everything, mm-hmm. and it was it was maybe for the whole weekend maybe fifty dollars less. Wow. So I'm like, oh, that's yeah, sweet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. not an actual suite anyway. It's a one room suite. Right. Which, if you look up the definition of a suite, it's a lot. That's a lie. Yeah, that is not a suite. A suite has to have two rooms. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Friday. And that the bathroom doesn't count. Friday the thirty first. <laughs> Friday the thirty first. Uh, the third. I'm just imagining like a room with like a bare toilet in just one corner, <laughs> but has like a curtain. <laughs> no, like a medical curtain. <laughs> and yeah. then it has, it has like two queen beds. Right. <laughs> I want it to be like. What like they anticipate like, four people. Orange is the new black themed. Floor and then like yeah you can. Well, no, that means that they attempt to this. No, no, no. It's just it, yeah, it's half walls. Yeah, yeah. right. So, like the whole floor, like everybody's room, <laughs> it only comes up to waist high. So you I have put to lay the toilet between bed. the two twin beds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's stainless steel. And, and use the tank for the for the, you the, more for the alarm experience. clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, don't get the way that the way that that goes. Sometimes you'd have to make Bruno. All right. Woo. All um, right, we've gone up to a good start here. <laughs> yes. So the con's coming up. I'm going to run two games. I'm running two games of Moment of Truth. One is uh, going to be a Blood, Blade, and Tusk game where everyone plays orcs. Nice. Uh, and the other game is... Uh, I'm blanking on it. Conspiracy? Airships. No, I think it is a conspiracy game. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, I started. I started the prep, but I don't. I, it, I'm, I'm, it's fallen out of my head. Somewhere, fifteen twenty minutes from now, you'll go. Ah, conspiracy. Right. Or, yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be a. I think it's a horror game, but I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, so I'm running the, those two. Are you running anything? I'm not. I don't know how when I can be there for the con. Ah. Because I have a trip the very next weekend. So convincing my wife to be like, I'm out for five days for GameCon, and then I'm back for four days, and then I'm gone for four more. Right. Like, that's rough all in one month. Sure. So. I get that. Do you think you're wearing a holster? I was going to shatter uh, the yeah. illusion. Okay. No, no, no I'm, I'm literally it's wearing a holster. holster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm deleting just a, my set. Just not a gun holster. <laughs> it's a stuff holster. It's, it's a stuff holster, it's yeah. It's totally a, yeah. It's, it's a, a holster. purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, in, in this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Andreas in Sweden sends us thoughts on PBTA, OSR, and Spinal Tap. All Jake, together? All oh, together. Yeah. All cranks it up to 11. Yeah, right. no, he did. I dig it. it was I dig impressive. all like, mixing all those things in one mm-hmm. thing is awesome. I do not think the problem was that the band was down. I think the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on stage in peril being trampled by dwarves. That tends to understate the uh, hugeness of the object. Roll <laughs> 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 uh, 11 in PPTA, you're good. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jacob sends us a question uh, about getting along in a new group. Kindros sends us uh, some praise, and Joe Crack sends a con story. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. And we can use some more emails coming in. Uh, happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're also on all of the social medias. Media? Meteors. Medias. Meteors. Mediums. Media. Mediums. No, no, no. I like social well, media. To be fair, Facebook might qualify as a meteor now after this week. Holy crap. I started yeah. bumping back up. I thought I saw yeah, it. Yeah, but it still up. was the Biggest largest drop, drop in, in a the company's history. history. That's yeah. a that's a dump and pump. I smell a dump and pump. Nope, nope. What's nope. a dump and pump? Well, it's something you see in porn. Yeah, I was going to say that sounded horny. <laughs> Specifically Brazilian porn. <laughs> dump and pump. I think I. The well's gone dry. You know what a pump and dump is? No. A pump and dump is in, in inflate the stock. You, you, you get people to go on and, and talk uh, to up talk a stock, and then the price starts going up, and then the people who. We're holding on to it. Oh. Sell it as soon as it's it set its height. I've not watched enough well, billions. The, the problem, the problem is, it's one of those things that, that they have something like two and a half billion monthly users. Right. And about thirty percent of which are actual people. Right. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. High five. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I get, like, I get, I get offered sale good deals on a lot of sunglasses on Facebook. Right? Like as direct messages yeah. from people. Sometimes direct messages or oh. friend requests. Well, and like, do you get excited? I, I don't even get excited. I, I now dread my notifications and clearing <laughs> my notifications because eighty-five percent of them are. Really? Like, not really. I don't. Stuck. I, don't I do not have that no, problem I at have all. To, I have to go spend some time and go in yeah. there and say, I don't need you to tell me somebody updated their bio and something, something. Right. Yeah, like that's not a real notification. Facebook. I don't know, like uh, six hundred and something. Oh yeah, what? I don't have that problem. Wait, how many do you have? Well, I have like uh, something over a thousand. You mean? I don't know. But I don't it's have probably that my problem. notifications. Maybe you turned all your notifications off. Yeah. I need to go in and do that. <laughs> I have a I have a Facebook policy of I've never friended a person on Facebook. <laughs> I wait if someone friends me, I go, oh yeah, I know that guy, or oh yeah, cool, right. or hey true. yeah, we talked. I always assume what? they listen to the podcast or they're yeah. a fan of the Boggards and and they're not a bot. And they're not a bot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't That's really have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do public things that people like. Right. Aside from this sort of, yes, you right. do. Yeah, but I don't perform in a band places and assume oh, people well, would yeah. find me through that. None of that. And I do this on the internet, but people that find me here, they have a Twitter handle. They don't look at me on Facebook. Right. Or That's the true. ones that do are the ones that I actually have had a conversation with. Right. And I go, oh yeah, I know that person. I get it. So if yeah. you'd like to follow us on any of the social media, yeah, you can look for Happy Jacks RPG, all one word, and that's it. And if it's not there. No, Kimmy's going to kill me if I say that again. Yeah. <laughs> if, like, we're not on some social media, go ahead and set it up for us and post as many dick pictures. 
Kimmy, no. Oh. Don't it's do that. Man, I'm, I'm excited for this because Kimmy's getting yoked. She's going to totally kick your ass. Yeah, you just have to tell us when it's happening so we can come along. Yeah. <laughs> she'll just scowl at me. <laughs> now she'll come up and she'll go like this. Now I have this. <laughs> my yeah. fa- one of my favorite things yeah. is annoying she Kimmy, I have well. to say. And I love Kimmy. She's great. But, uh, yeah, the... What did you just say? Please don't <laughs> tell people to send me dick pics. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Yeah, don't, don't do that. No, no, dick dick pics. That would dick be like hostile. A dick dick is a um, small, a small beer-ish. It's an antelope from uh, oh, South okay. Africa. All right. Or it I doesn't think. have a C in dick. It's just D-I-K. Okay. Yeah. Dick okay. dick. All right. So we're on all of those. Also, if you'd like to watch the show live, go to happyjacks.org slash live, and you can watch the show there. Or you can go to the YouTubes or to the Twitters. I think we're still on YouTube. I don't know. Not yet. Well, no, we're still up it there. We're not live. Streams, right. Yeah. Not, no, it's live streaming. It should no live. live. Man. No live streaming. We yet. are such a clusterfuck, this show. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's YouTube. YouTube it's started YouTube? fucking up. Yeah. No, YouTube's messing up. No live yet. Uh, apparently, uh, like maybe the it was a 30 day thing or something because of the confusion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. Okay. All right. Um, That's why I heard We'll be it. back. Yeah, we got, we, got, we got a strike on YouTube. Because the us and Alex Jones, man, man, because we have tech and technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah same reason. Because <laughs> we said pump and dump too many times. <laughs> oh, but it was um, it was because the, the small videos got put up with the same title because there yeah. was technical issues. But yeah. we've done that like I bet a, you a dozen times. times. Yeah. Well, somebody yeah. finally is that a lot or a little? All it takes no, you is know why? one. It's, but, oh, just here's the, the thing, one. though: oh. within within an hour, someone had to report it. Yeah. No, no, I think I it was know. a lot. I I think they just lied. Sorry. I, I think someone did. reported. Really? I think someone reported because they don't like us. Because people don't like us. I'm oh, not a very likable person. You guys like us. <laughs> Stu's likable. Happy's <laughs> really likable. I like me. <laughs> I like you too. They're I people. like Dave too. Yeah. Whatever. Dave? So don't report the show when Dave's on, yeah. please. Right. Yeah. I'm if any of the shows I'm on get reported, likable. I'm going to find you. <laughs> there you go. That's how you make friends, right? Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super oh, nice. man. <laughs> we, are, we are doing really well today. And that's our show. Reflections <laughs> on PBTA, OSR, and Spinal Tap from Andreas in Sweden. Right. Hi, Stu and the crew. One of your friends in Sweden here. The land of monkey poop. Oh, I love monkey poop. salty candy oh, of suffering. I, I bought some and I forgot to bring it. Oh, I love that stuff yeah, so much. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I decided Except to. You feel, you feel your blood pressure go up. Like you eat one piece and you're like. I don't think it's actually sodium chloride. I think it's the uh, potassium stuff. Oh. Which is, pro- which is not. Oh. Which is what they give to people that are on execution. No. Potassium chloride. No. Oh. But, That's what stops your heart. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> eating it doesn't do that. Oh, eat it Because they, they use it. Because salt substitutes are made with potassium. <laughs> but I can be funny. And those people aren't dropping dead left and right. Yeah, there are still Swedes. <laughs> yeah, right. There's still Swedes where well, they have this. Game actually, they, they put mostly put old people on like low sodium diets, and then they die to thin out the herd. <gasps> <laughs> We're back to the conspiracy I mean, game now. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your game prep, I want to play that game so right. much. <laughs> it's, just, it's a conspiracy because old people are should be living longer, <laughs> except they've been put on fake sugar and fake salt. Right. Yeah. That'd be rad. And it's replacing all of the chemicals in their brains with plastic. Yeah, and then they become robots and murder people. Right. Or, oh, that, wait. or that traveling exhibit oh. with the plasticine people. What if they got out and murdered people? 
You know that. Are you talking about they're all cut up? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nasty. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what if they murdered? They're all plasticized, right? Yeah, I went to both of those. The body worlds. Yeah, it was really interesting. What if the Muppets like? We're in the apocalypse, what, and then they like murder. Oh, they need bomb. to do that with Muppets. <laughs> slice the Muppets up and put them with the glass. Did you see that thing on the? Uh, I want to watch that movie. Take a lot. one movie and replace every everyone except for one human with Muppets. And what movie? And it was kind of hilarious to envision all this stuff I was seeing people put. <laughs> yeah, like, I said Alien replace everybody except Ian. Oh, Bowen. yeah. Oh no, it'd be great. It's <laughs> with glory. Muppets. What? The world, the, the Civil War movie. Oh, Glory? yeah, who Glory. Who do you leave? Is the hero? Um, uh, Morgan Denzel. Freeman or Morgan oh. Freeman? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else, yeah. including Matthew Broderick, are Muppets. That would be awesome. I would watch the fuck out of that. Titanic and Morgan Freeman would uh, um, like um, narrate the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Because I want to see Leonardo DiCaprio uh, paint a Muppet like uh, his French girl. Who would it be, Janice? No, it'd be like I don't know. It'd be like Fozzie or somebody. Fozzie? No, yeah. make up new Muppets. I thought Fozzie died. It'd be like Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. He died like ten years. Or Waldorf or Stat. Wait, Sam the Eagle gonna paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or Statler or Waldorf or both Statler. No, it's got to be Sam the Eagle now. It's Sam the Eagle, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Sam the Eagle doing like the Irish dance below decks. Right. Dude, I, it's the American dance. <laughs> It's the Irish dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to America. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're never going to start. I decided to send you something on the email program. Excellent. That's old people talk. Uh, I have noticed that in the last few episodes, there have been some conversations about the latest hotness, PBTA, and why it's not a solution for everything. Like Tappy, I am less fond of the name, just to take one example. For me, there are two things I'm less than happy with. The one thing I wonder if we can learn... And one thing I wonder if we can learn from the happy parts. Happy parts? Uh, Part the first. One thing I really like less is the moves. Why jam everything into these predefined ropes? I have listened to a few actual plays, and I'm seeing so often that after a few sessions, the you roll the 10 so you, you get to do X, Y, and Z become limiting. I find the lure of an RPG to be able to to enter a fully rendered 3D world where there are are no programming limitations, uh, programming limit limiting my actions. Thank you very much. So I'll read the whole yeah. thing and then we'll go back. Okay. Part the second. The fans of these games are annoying. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I remember when the RPG theory discussions were a thing, and people who who discovered RPGs were more were more than D&D, suddenly erupted all over the message boards and claimed the only way to really play RPGs was by feeling miserable or serious emotions like in the indie games. I loved and love still some of those hippie games, but the born-again evangelical fervor fervor drives me nuts. Me too. And (laughs) I noticed... But my lips can't move. They can't know it's me talking. Um, (laughs) Help me. I'm surrounded by PPTA hippies. <laughs> I noticed that some of them... <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> I noticed hey, that... I am very critical of it, <laughs> yes, you as are. well as liking it. Like, all of... I, I am critical of everything. I got... I got... I, got I noticed <laughs> that... I noticed some of that... Uh, that some of the hosts... I noticed some of that in some of the hosts, and please, chill. Please? <laughs> You have to actually feed that your microphone if you're going 
was yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's be constructive. In the latest episode of the show, 2205, which is a couple episodes ago, I think Tappy, Tappy Orstu <laughs> said that the big things from PBTA games are just codifications of good GM practice. I kind of agree, but let's expand that a bit. What are the lessons learned since the 1980s about how to play these games? Are there any specific things that have come up in the last 15 years of gaming that are worth highlighting and maybe bringing up as a worthy inclusion in more traditional games? Are there ways to codify and collect more hippie ideas, quote-unquote, into the into the, all kinds of games? Things in, in newer games that are spreading that should be contained and killed. Thoughts? Uh... Do you want to? Yeah, let's go, go ahead and talk about it yeah. now, and then we'll do the and sidebar. Then we'll do the sidebar yeah. um, so first off, um, moves. Mm-hmm. What do you think about moves? Um, well, one first thing about moves, moves is oh, I we and the the uh, the big thing about like the basic moves is for the most part they're very vague. Yeah. We talked about this yeah. before, and yeah. the you have the ability to interpret what these things mean. Yeah. Like um, in first edition Apocalypse World, and I've I'm blanking on what the actual name of the move is, but it's like the fighty move. Put a hurt in. I don't know. Yeah, and it's... Go go, aggro. No, go aggro is a different one. (laughs) Go aggro is the one where um, uh, you can make them do something or suck it up and take damage or whatever it is you're threatening them with. Uh, go aggro is like cause harm move. or something? Or? Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, okay, but, anyway. but one of the um, the things you can do is seize definite hold of it. Mm-hmm. And, and Which can mean a lot so of So many things, different yes. things. <laughs> um, and so many different important things. Um, and so having moves that are kind of vague like that allow you to uh, do a ton of different things with one single move. The other thing about moves and how they're put together Mm -hmm. is that it's when X happens, roll plus something. And then at a 10, this happens. At a 7 through 9, this happens. (coughs) At a 6 plus, whatever. So you can make that shit up in your head as you go along. Yep. And you have to in a game where nobody... Like the GM doesn't roll or the MC doesn't roll. Right. So, like, I was uh, an example, like, say you're in Fallout with a behemoth uh, super mutant, and he goes, When a behemoth super mutant attacks, roll plus cool. And then on a 10 plus, you dodge out of the way. Uh, on a 7 through 9, the giant club lands near you, uh, knocking you senseless, take minus one forward. And on a 6 plus, you get hit, take four harm. Right. I just make that shit up on the fly. Right. Um, and that is the thing about moves that becomes... It's it's a, a puzzle piece that you can turn into any shape or color that you need. Um, and that's, that's what I like about the moves. To me, it's the opposite of constraining. So where I think s- some folks look at it and see, you know, oh, you only have 12 moves or you only have 10 moves and it's like, I want way more descriptive and way more opportunity to engage the m- maybe the system or the mechanics. Do you know what I mean, Tavi? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Versus the fact that you can say uh, you know, hack and slash in Dungeon World is a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> like what you're saying. It's like it's because the principle of Apocalypse World or PBTA it starts with that conversation 
and the GM principals. Well, yeah, but and we're not friends. talking about the, the principles and stuff. We're just talking about moves. No, I know, but it starts here. with the game well, design itself starts with a conversation. Well, yes, but we can talk about in part the second because okay. that's what we'd actually talk about that in part the first. Well, I think that relates moves. to the the move part though, where well, why they're not as specific as maybe what Andreas was saying. Well, sometimes they are. Because mm-hmm. you can make up your own moves, or sometimes moves have something very specific to do. Like I had a conversation with Joe Crack on mm-hmm. the the discords about he how he likes it when moves are very specific. Like conditions are only for these things, and they only do this, as opposed mm-hmm. to where I like it when conditions are more fluid mm-hmm. and they can do more right. and different things. <coughs> um, and so, because you don't, I mean, PBTA. There's no such thing as a PBTA game. There's no game called PBTA. No. Um, it's not a universal system. You have all these different ones. But ones, you know, like Apocalypse World, um, tend to be ones where it's, it's much more vague. And so <coughs> in- interpretation of it is left up to you, which yeah. is very different than most traditional games, yeah. where they try to leave it not up to interpretation. Well, and that's why I was going to say I would take a step back, because I think the first thing that there is an issue with is the, the whole n- the nomenclature PBTA. Uh, which I think you and I talked about on that episode. But to your point, there is no, Vincent himself says there is no technical definition of PBTA. And that PBTA itself, in his estimation, is not a system. It, it is an easy approach to game design. It, and right. that you, yeah. So. But do they all use 2D6 and have the same target numbers? That's the general. <laughs> No, but that's where they start. But like you, we <coughs> on that episode, the Tuppy yeah, and I were on about how it is, it, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, there's it's a base definitely mechanic not, yeah. that many people who start and, and the base mechanic, in my opinion, is not good for everything. I do not believe in universal systems. I don't mm-hmm. think PBTA gives the flavor you want for every single type of game. Right. Um, I don't think PBTA games do D and D very well. I'm not that big of a fan of Dungeon World. Um, so, like, the moves, I think, work really well in the kind of sandbox, uh, players are coming up with their own thing that, that they're doing kind of world, um, and I think that the more you interpret them into neat situations, the more fun you can have. Right. You know, just trying to, like, come up with these loose definitions of what, say, C's direct control of it is. Mm-hmm. Is that you're wrestling a person? Is that, you know, getting control of a car? Is that getting mm-hmm. control of the situation? Right, you know, so I really, I really like that about it. I do too. Well, the one thing about moves that came up shortly was, I'm fine with the move system when it's implemented by a GM that knows enough to think on their feet and let things happen fluidly. Right. Yeah. But that's the same thing you can say about any game. If you've got a GM yep. that knows right. what's going on, well, and can the handle the that. yeah. yeah. And like sitting down to play a GURPS game with you or with Mook, cool, yeah. easy. Yeah. Sitting down to play with somebody that doesn't really know it, yeah, gets horrifying oh, right. real. Oh yeah, I mean, can you imagine playing a a, a, a burning wheel with someone who's just just vaguely familiar yeah. with the rules, as opposed right. to someone who's played it run it a lot? Well, even even D twenty systems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. like D no, no. or oh, oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. like partial cover, full cover, right. like well. I, I think there is more up to interpretation in these moves, mm-hmm. like what um, what Kadeva is saying. There's more than there is 
you know, what is partial cover and full cover? Well, they kind of typically delineate that pretty hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in this, it's like, does cover matter? Well, it might, and you get a plus one forward to your roll, your harm roll, so that it's easier to resist the harm or something. But um, it's it's much more up to interpretation. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, I think, why yeah. having a GM that knows what's going on and yeah. feels comfortable enough to yeah, figure only, that stuff out on the fly. Not only the system, but but it, it becomes more important to kind of understand the genre you're playing too, so that you can yeah yeah mm-hmm. right. you know flesh out. Right. Yeah. But flesh again, that's out. that's also true of traditional games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think in part too, they. I, it's totally fine if that's not somebody's jam. I mean, sure. this is not the system you're looking for. Oh, well, I mean, that's for some people, totally for some people, that's totally okay. fine. Let's yeah. go on to the se- his second point. Yeah. Yes. Are PBTA fans annoying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the same way that Fate fans are annoying, yeah. in the same way that Savage Worlds fans are annoying, yeah. in the same when way that D and D Pathfinder yeah. fans are annoying. Steve yeah. and I were just talking about this yes. when when um, uh, Savage World came out. Yeah. It was. Really fucking well, when annoying. the Explorers edition. I think it was around the time the Explorers edition came out. Right, because yeah. it had been around for a while. Right, yeah. Having and having sat around and talked about games for a long time now, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you see the new game come out and it becomes can we just like say he says the new hotness. Can, can right. I can I just say again? It's not the new hotness. It came out eight years ago, and it's not the new hotness. Well, and Savage Worlds was the new hotness when the Explorers yeah. edition came out, but it had existed for like eight or nine years before that. But just because people discover it at certain points, it's not that's the what new makes hotness. It, that's what makes it the new hotness, though. It's not when it came out. It's, it was it's, when, new, it's when it becomes the new but hotness. But so if it was the new hotness for me five years ago... Yeah, but that's that, makes not, you, that makes you a hipster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anybody's no. annoying who's a fan of something if if they allow for other people to be fans of something else. Well, and that's the no. thing is, like, sometimes people yeah. get shouted down yeah. by a fan of something something that they're really passionate about. Absolutely. Um, and that is the annoying thing. Or know? pestered. Or pestered by email. When when <laughs> every time somebody says, you know, I'd just rather savage that. Yeah. Is I'd rather punch you in the neck. And that's, that's I think, when I first started my I don't believe in universal systems. Right. Because... You know, we play tested the hell out of Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. It's a good system. Yeah. But it, it doesn't do everything perfectly. No. And so when there are people saying, no, this is the system, this is the only system right. you ever need to know, this is the only system you should know, and you do it for everything, that's really kind of frustrating. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And if people such as Andreas in Sweden is having that situation where people are like, no, PBTA is the best thing, and you should only play that. When we're when we're when we're running two or three PBTA actual plays every two weeks, and people say I want more PBTA, they're being annoying. <laughs> like, or, or maybe those at games one point are great. I like mean, it could almost, be those games are really awesome. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, but it's also one small. Here's the thing: it's one small, very vocal minority within the the whole RPG community, mm-hmm. and they've hit the point now where they've gotten so loud and so. Insistent, strident, strident yeah. Yeah. that they they're almost they're almost creating like a um, what the uh, the heckler's veto almost sort mm-hmm. of thing right. yeah, where yeah. it's like if it's not this it's nothing right and why isn't there more of this and I'm not saying it's a lot of people but yeah. it, it happens and it just gets really old 
can can I just say that you know there's there's one game that actually seems I don't know if it takes lessons from PBTA well, it's definitely not a PBTA game but but takes some lessons from but it's also but also is takes lessons from traditional games is a really interesting put together is Tales from the Loop 100%. we absolutely yeah. should be playing Tales of the Loop on our channel we are and not just I know they're just wrapping up well, they just wrapped up but that's what I'm saying is like we like replacing everything with PBTA games would be a disservice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, and I think that's always been my point of view is is maybe I sing the praises of PBTA uh, games a lot, but I think it's part of it for me is that I enjoy discovering different game systems and different games, and I get access to that like a ton of other people early. Mm -hmm. So when you fall in love with different things for different reasons, they're not all great like you said, just because something has a label PBTA, even though I can list like probably my two of my top three games are PBTA games, doesn't mean I think every oh, yeah. PBTA game is. I have long said all, all games are not created equal. Yeah, I mean, and game uh, design is a, a thing. Apocalypse World and Monster Hearts are probably my number one and two right yes. now. Yes, I don't yeah. know which order that's in. Yeah, um, but that also doesn't mean that. That's the only conversation we should have. Exactly, and that's that's kind of my thing is that there are so many exciting, sometimes new, sometimes old, like bringing up Warhammer First Edition, which sure. I had never played. Right. Like that's my excitement is like getting turned on to different things and seeing how different things work effectively and don't work. I also yeah. want to want to talk real quick about RPGs where feeling miserable or quote yeah. unquote serious a moment like in the indie games. Is he talking about um, vampire there? They could be talking about vampire. It was, too, vamp- yeah. it was an indie game once upon a time. Oh sure, um, absolutely, yeah. But uh, yeah, at, uh, and that that's all full of angst. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love angsty games, but uh, of course, I mean, we've always said here over and over again, you know, have your fun your way. Sure. You know, yeah. you can't tell anybody how to have fun. Yeah. And so uh, if he's feeling that people are born again e- evangelical fervor, which boy did we talk about with Savage Worlds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Back yeah. Then. It was yeah. like yeah. fucking yeah, the born again. Seasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well and somebody click seventy two said in the chat room, it's like fans know zealots definitely. So that's yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and it's it's sort of the general problem that fandom is having as it's Matured in a lot of genres. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, fan is a shortening of fanatic. fanatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I mean, <laughs> there, there are there are <laughs> millions. There are millions of people that qualify themselves as a fan of something. Sure. Yeah. That don't want to hit you in the face when you suggest that there are other things out there. Yes. And <clears> that's cool. <throat> or that change could come to a genre. Like, yeah. You know, it disgusts me yeah. with the, the people that are harassing people online about being part of stuff or not liking the way things went. Yeah. All of that. It's, it's terrible. It is. It's not... Like, can't, literally, can't we all just get along? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, just just mm. chill out. Right. Like, it, f- find the things you love and do the things you love with people that also love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you'll find people that love it out there. And But if you're not in that group, Find some other people that like something else that you like. Oh, absolutely. I think also that uh, having having a, a vocal minority, one thing that does get to happen with that is concepts or ideas start to bleed out throughout the regular or the rest of the hobby. 
and yes. hopefully the good ones. Right. Right. But you saw that with. This is getting uh, on to his third point. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of um, skill plus stat games. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were not something that was really around back in the days of AD and D uh, and uh, rifts and shit like that. Right. There are there. There were some, but that hadn't like gone into the actual hobby as a whole. And so when the stat plus skill games started happening and just kind of breeding like crazy, like rabbits, um, it very it was like <coughs> kind of like a quantum leap forward in game design. Right. And maybe we're we're seeing that again. We're definitely seeing more games made now in a year than ever before. Right. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's well, and the barrier to entry for games keeps getting lower and lower. Well, and part of that I think is Kickstarter. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and, yeah, and drive-through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. drive-through. But even yeah. with even without right. those things, I mean, just just well, drive-through. Yeah, but just just having electronic distribution. Yeah, uh, precludes the need for a publisher if you have something that's you know yeah. really fantastic. Instead of having to marshal thousands of dollars to make a product, right mm-hmm. now you can do it for a hundred bucks at home. Right. So do you want to have shitty art? Sure, <laughs> but you could do it, right? Yeah. Well, I was just going to s- speak for some of the people who are probably styled like zealots, and that could include me. But I know other folks too. Over time, I think part of that is when you first discover something that you think is really cool, it's and you exciting. fall in love with it. And this is a this is oh, a sure. show that people are s- probably super fans of. Some. Yeah, fans, Thank zealots, you. maybe. Exactly. Yeah, we need more and high-tech zealots. Think about how long we were on the air and how long we had started doing actual plays and then streaming games before we did play our first PBTA. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that, well, that I was, think... That was because I was being contrarian. Yeah, well, maybe you were. It's <laughs> was. kind of like what Wait, you Wait, hold on. You're contrarian? What? <laughs> no. Yes. So I think we're, that's where some of that... And, and it was a good-natured, though, sort of yes. ribbing mm-hmm. that would occur, like Hive Bind, I can think of, or... You know, well, yeah. we're back in the embargo I mean, on years right. ago. <clears throat> yeah, and so I think that's where some of it in the community comes from. Is yes. just that people were like, they like you, Stu, and they like this podcast. Oh, they think so. They do. <laughs> they do. You're likable. They even said it in here. It's like, who doesn't like you? They're gonna punch them out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. My our, daughter. Our <laughs> slavering <laughs> army of the damned has been created. <laughs> on on So stuff from hippie games that should or has found yeah. its way yeah. into more traditional games. Uh, do you want to go like specific questions I has? Like, are there any specific things that come up in the last fifteen years of gaming that is worth highlighting? What well, we talked about it outside. We, uh-huh. we never we should never talk about stuff I know, outside because we, we always talk about how we talked about it outside. Yeah. yeah. Um uh Failure or, or success with a complication. Mm-hmm. I think that is an innovation of PBTA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I think individual people did it on its own, but there was no conversation about it. Right. There was just, it doesn't happen. And that's becoming very common. There are a lot of new games are in- incorporated. And it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it, it really Sometimes. enriches your story. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Or you can give them. Sometimes it's like. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why. Well, gen- you okay? Yeah, you saw the thing, but now something great has to happen as well. It's like uh, the FF. Oh Star no, but that's fantasy like, flight games. No, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, it, it, yeah. and, uh, and 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 having that that, that complica- success with the complication is definitely an innovation that makes gaming more more interesting generally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that 
should be included in the loop. That is w- the literally the only hard part about GMing Tales from the Loop is there's a mechanic in there for like if you get more successes, yeah. here's what each of these <coughs> skills gets you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like you find something unexpected. <laughs> and I'll be like, you were trying to sneak downstairs in your house so your parents didn't hear you're leaving. It's unexpected. You find your mother's bra. Right, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, damn it! Like, <laughs> yeah, like you, a you bag of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> this bag is full of like dildos. That's what you, you don't want to do that. I'm fucked. No, You're like, I'm oh, <laughs> you find a GameCube and a tube of Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the living room? Oh God! Why? Right, like oh, so. God. That's that's the only hard part. Is like everything else is so fluid and easy. That then, when one of those comes up, and you're just not like, oh yeah. Sometimes there's something that totally makes sense, and it's easy to just here you mm-hmm, go. Sure. But sometimes when it's just out of left field, and you're like, all right, you were trying to use the drinking fountain and not get caught by the bully down the hall, right? What did you find that's unexpected? I don't know. Maybe you see two, two. Maybe you found kids like doing s- a crazy thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, sometimes oh. you just yeah. have to make something up like that on the fly. That reminds me of another innovation that is a good one is disclaiming responsibility as a GM. We're like, I don't know. What unexpected yeah. thing did you find? Right. And you can have asshole players who go, oh, I found, I found a, a nine, mil- mil- nine millimeter. I'm at a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you found a million dollars. Oh, and, and it's all monopoly money. the IRS is after you, <laughs> boy. <laughs> what are you going to do with that Oh, it turns cash? out that had been stolen yeah. from the bank nearby. And now they're or from the you. mob. Yeah. Right. But, uh... Like that whole idea of like, what do you? I don't know. What do you find? Right. Or, hey, I want to know if I'm related to this person. Well, do you think you are? Like that whole concept was not around uh, when I was gaming way back oh. in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I read an interesting. There was a, a talk that was happening on one of our boards at some point where somebody was talking about, <clears throat> "Well, I want to role play, not do collaborative storytelling." And this person's idea was that every single person was kind of like a GM. I don't think that's the point. Like, where everybody can just make everything mm-hmm. up I understand all the time. That, I understand that criticism. Though. Yes. I do understand that um, criticism. And it, it should still be people are role-playing characters. Right. But once in a while, the GM saying, you know, okay, this person is gunning for you. Why are they gunning for me? I don't there's, know. What, is, there, is there a reason you know of? And that can be, the answer can be, I don't know. Right. There's a definitive line in the sand between the GM that knows how to use that tool properly yes. and the one that doesn't do any prep and just wants to make the players answer questions. Right. Right. Because that side is not fun. No, no. or being used to non-trad games and being maybe more used to <coughs> more storyteller or narrative systems and having somebody who's more comfortable with a traditional game narrate more do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, so it also, I mean, that goes both ways. It, it also brings up the why do you play thing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, <coughs> myself, I like being immersed in the character. I want to experience things from the character. So when the GM asks me questions about stuff that is not within my character's control, yeah. it kind of pulls me out of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's fair. Um, well, I don't think, I think definitely should be judicious use of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of these things are very much discretionary and you have to be discreet with it yes. you can't it isn't a blanket thing you can do all the time but I think that concept is an interesting and an important one yeah I agree 
Um, the other thing, uh, the the explicit um, permission of inclusiveness mm. in PBTA games, I think, is something that probably I do not recall seeing that that put out. I mean, that's not a game mechanic thing. No, no but, but it is. You're pos- but I, probably I, right that that was. And I think that that map may be one of the reasons that game had such a surge or surge in popularity is because it 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 was. No, this game is for everybody. It, absolutely yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not to say that games prior to that weren't for everyone, mm-hmm. but specifically saying that I think is meaningful. A failure, right. fail it. forward well, yeah. sort of idea of fail forward, which is also uh, in Mouse Guard. Right. But like that concept, too, right. was definitely... Another thing that I think is, is important in... Uh, in Apocalypse World, particular, um, as is the the initial conversation of why do we play? Right. Well, because the characters are fucking awesome, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and together, the characters even more fucking awesome. Just like just writing that out, there's like a one page thing where it's just like, hey, this is why we play because characters are awesome. You guys are awesome. Together, you're more awesome. And as awesome as you are crazy things are happening, you're going to do this together. Um, but then also the idea with the GM of be a fan of the player characters. Yes. Is another Absolutely. really important one. Mm-hmm. Of, of like <clears throat> specifically de- dealing with your characters as, as people you're watching in a movie and want to do well. Right. Not a new concept, but alien to early D&D. Well, I would say. Yeah, early D and D was very. I mean, there is a lot of. This is a board game that you are now playing against. Right. The GM, exactly. Right. Um. And the another one is like make the characters' lives not dull, mm-hmm. as opposed to run them through your story. These are these are very different concepts. <coughs> and yes. Like traditional games, very much are like, oh, I'm going to write the story yeah. for you guys. Well, right. in that relating to that is the the uh, characters that the um, the choices they make having consequences make their choices have real consequences. Yes, yeah. right. which isn't like well mind blowing or not something you would have done, but just kind of codifying uh, uh, that. Also, and failure having consequences. Yes, yeah. uh, well, yeah. I think that yeah. is all encompassed in one of the things that says make the world feel real. Yeah, right. and that includes. Your <coughs> actions having real effects, right? Consequences, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, but just saying oh, that please. again, it's like very different than the story of. Please, sir. Sorry. Please, sir. May I have you some know? at all? Just a little bit. Thank you. Um, I wrote my story about how you guys are dealing with the dragon in the Shadowrun campaign. Okay, well. If we're fucking around and we do something different, mm-hmm. go a different route, and then still run into that dragon, <coughs> we don't really have concrete effects of what our characters are doing. Right. Uh, we're just going oh through your story. And so being a fan of the characters and making the world feel real um, allows for more interesting things to happen, I think, as a GM. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But you can do that in Shadowrun. Right. Which is... A, I mean, I love That's second edition Shadowrun. That's old game. That's old, old as game. fuck. Yeah. I mean, you get that in any any role playing game. Yeah, and so these lessons GMs have been dealing with left hand turns. Yeah, forever. But actually, writing it down in a game again Mm -hmm. is is different. And Mm -hmm. so, 
people writing games with the idea of putting that down on paper uh, and that as a a, a, uh, a template for how they write the game, I think is a new thing. I think Tales from the Loop uh, is one of the games that kind of does have that concept in it while it's being written. Um, and it's, it's just a really good game. <coughs> right. I'm a, I'm a, I cannot wait to run a Tales from the Loop game. The only problem is that they're all kids. And I do not do yeah. friendly games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Have you looked at Coriolis or Mutant Year Zero? Or oh no, I've looked at Mutant Year Zero and all that. Yeah. Maybe I, you would probably really dig Coriolis. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also a Swedish company. Yeah. That does it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that we are getting the bleed over of Apocalypse World into absolutely different styles of games, absolutely. and I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's really exciting. Yeah. FFG, the Star Wars stuff. I mean, yeah. They're doing it poorly. Yeah, I I, I do not I agree. agree with how they're putting it together. Right. But it really shows how these concepts, as simple as they may seem, yeah. and how well you should always do that. You can are, screw them up. Are very <laughs> difficult for a lot of professional game designers to really wrap their heads around. Right. Well, and I think that's why there's a plethora of <coughs> Apocalypse Engine or PBTA games out there and is because. To Vincent's point, it is a very easy framework for game design. Yeah. If you think about, you know, conversation first, principles yeah. and agendas, and then where you bubble up from there using that base yeah. mechanic. Well, what's the what's the there's a like eight or twelve page apocalypse world thing called Small World or Thin World oh, or like a, Simple the World? Or, apocalypse or, no, it, it's it it is it is a there's construction. There's a very small dungeon it's a, world. It's a construction world set. Of dun- no, it's a construction okay. set to make your own apocalypse world hack. Huh? Oh I yeah, need to, no. It's called. I need to find that. That's well, interesting. I have a thing. So it's um. it's it's like ten pages long, and it gives you the basic mechanics of apocalypse. Okay, I have that, but I have a thing from Vincent Baker that's basically a. It might be. I would like to see that too. It uses the same artwork. Well, I don't. I, I I'm interested in it. I don't know if I would. Simple world. Use it. Tom says. Simple World. world. Okay. And it's by Avery Big Heart in oh, the camera. By Avery Alder Avery. also. Avery's amazing. Yeah. She's great. Um, uh, there's a... Speaking of, of PBTA games that have recently come out that are kind of interesting, City of Mist is one that I have I have purchased that is really neat. It's a 450-page rulebook, though. Is it really? Oh, and I, so it's like, I, I don't know how this is going to play. It it seems it has some fate concepts in it attached oh. to apocalypse world Dave concept. Don't like fate. And it, it <laughs> might be good and it might not. I'm I'm holding it <coughs> until I play it. Um, but there are some really I mean four hundred and fifty pages, four hundred pages or something. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. A it's a lot of pages. Oh yeah. Um and so you can really go unless off the rails. It's like, unless it's like four hundred pages of fluff. There's a lot of fluff, I think. Uh, and because that's, that's still fluff cool. is not bad. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I dig that. It would like, be it would if be nice. A huge book that comes with a novel worth of well, back it's, world. It's very modular in a really weird way, where you have like you you have these um, like kind of like power cards or whatever, uh-huh. but you get four of them, and then some are like mythos, where it's like some mythology for or uh, hero or like Red Riding Hood or some shit like mm-hmm. that. And then you get like powers from that, kind of more like superpowers. And then you have um, your like mundane powers. You're like, you know, I'm uh-huh. a, a school teacher or whatever. But narratively, those all have the same amount of actual like 
strength when it comes to changing or rolling dice or things like that. So narrative power is the same, even though one thing lets you shoot fireballs and the other one means that you know how to clean toilets. Right. Um, now, when is clean toilets going to come into effect narratively? Yeah. Well, then that's up to the GM or up to you or whatever. But, um, like, <laughs> if you have all these, like, tags, basically they call them, like, like kind of words that uh, have respect to uh, what you're doing. If you have, like, a bunch of janitor ones that apply, you can get, like, a plus three or a plus four to some fuck-off roll and be really good. Um, so it's very interesting, again, how... The, this basic apocalypse world system is kind of churning out all this different stuff. Right. Well, <clears throat> if, if you looked at Blades, Blades in the Dark. Yes, I have that, looked at Blades. That's in the dark. a good example to me of something that starts with that base mechanic. And having played uh, a number of beta iterations of that game, watching the evolution of that game design and how you know it might have started looking more like Apocalypse World or with that basic framework, and it really went in a different direction is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to ask a quick question here. So, Kadev, why do you hate fate so much? <laughs> I I don't think you don't hate it. No. You don't like it. It's I would never preference. choose it if I had another game to pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's is, the What's the part that does not appeal I, to you? I don't like having to set up all kinds of fiddly shit mm. before I accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it seems like engage the. Yeah, like I, I yeah. will. I like the game fine yeah. as long as I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a bad guy over there, and he's got a mech suit. Cool. All right, I'm gonna figure out a way to fight that guy. Well, my fighting amount that I can do off of my character sheet is shit. So I got to spend the next 25 minutes oh. positioning barrels of pitch. It's a mini game. You yeah, have to play yeah. I don't like play any of that. Yeah. I just I. Like get me to a situation where I can deal with it with the stuff I have. Right. If well, something comes up that adds something just story wise, cool. Right. But and that part of that yeah. could be that the games you've played, I don't know how many times you've played it. Um but I, I can see where that's distasteful and uh, you know, like no thank you. Because I we <coughs> talked about this a bunch, like it, it took me a bunch of times to play before I had a oh, light yeah. bulb go off over my head. But yep. you might have a character in front of you that is not going to be the one that you, you have to create advantages, which to yep. me is a skill set that I had to play like five games yeah. before I went, oh my god, you that's have, what that is. You have to be good at playing fate yeah. in order to play fate. Yeah. See, and and that, that, yeah. that, that kind of speaks and as a weakness to the system oh, in, yeah, in a way, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, a weakness to engaging like entry level. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Because now there's a learning curve just to play the game. Unless, like we've said this a zillion times, but unless you're playing with somebody who is really right. good. Well, but you're still coming up with your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, what are you going to do? It's like, I don't know what I want to tag. I don't know what yeah. I want to do. Well, and, and the corollary here is, like it says on the bottle of Malort, you try it once and it's horrifying. You try it <laughs> twice, it's still horrifying. After three times, you go, hmm, maybe I'll stick with this. I'm out. No one. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, no one. No one has drank Malort three times. Yeah, I've witnessed. Oh no, it. on a dare. <laughs> yes, okay, maybe. Maybe on a dare. Well, no. What it's it's but, one that we used to order at this one bar. So you order two shots so that somebody else has to drink it, and then you drink it with them as penance 
for making them drink Malort. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, it's just it, like it's like eating Udi. I, I've tried it with a variety of people, including people that have authored fate materials. Yeah. And every time I play it, it feels the same to me, right. and it feels like cool. I understand what I have to do here, but now there's this mm-hmm. problem in front of me, and the yeah. only way to surmount it is to sit around and create all that's kinds of tinkery shit around how to deal with the problem. I wonder if you would that's like not fudge more. True. I've never played something that's directly fudge. You need to play Morgan Ellis Fate. I haven't that's played a game that he ran. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It's in the, in the chat room, Blake, Blake Ryan Batman, which is a pretty interesting <laughs> name, <laughs> says there's a learning cur- curve for spellcasters in D&D 2, you know, to be fair. So, sometimes, oh, sure. there sometimes, is. Sometimes, though, yeah. sometimes you just don't like something. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what? I, yep. Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. But, no, but <laughs> there's sometimes yeah. people like you haven't. Ju- no, you haven't tried it with me yet. And then no, you, you can't. Try it's legal here. That, you like, can. It's legal. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah. Fucking hate weed. Right. Fucking <laughs> hate it. And then so many times you're like, oh no, what? You didn't just you didn't smoke the you right had bad type. stuff. It's like yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, you need no, sativa. I, just, <laughs> I don't like it. I just don't like it. Please let me not like it and not try it with you. Right. You can you can smoke it. Have a great time. Smell bad. <laughs> I'll deal with it because I like hanging out with you, but please don't make me smoke it. Yeah. The, someone's coming out with a, a cannabis beer. Huh. I'm sure. Because you take one culture that loves shit and another culture that loves shit and you put them together and you got money. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Apparently early, early versions of it smell like rancid broccoli. Ew. Fantastic. Because pot stinks. Yeah. Sign me it up. It reeks. Yeah. And, and even edible stuff tastes like crap. It really does. Yeah. Well, you can hide anything with enough sugar and chocolate, but mm, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. Broccoli, rancid bro- broccoli. Rancid bro- I don't know. Oh, you know what you should do is just put it in absence because that uh, maybe black you should just try it. That's true. And then you'll like it. <laughs> oh, mix it with malort. Yeah, <laughs> cannabis malort. <laughs> it, will, it will improve the flavor. <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds when it comes to games that have steep learning curves. Mm-hmm. Because GURPS has a steep learning curve. Yeah, yeah, but for the GM, for the GM, yeah, Hero has a steep learning curve. Again, for, for the GM. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you're right for everybody. We, yeah, if you're going to make a character, if you're going to make a character in either, it, yeah, that's complicated. I made task. I made my character some, with Casey, and still that took like some people five hours. Have trouble oh, yeah. with the basic math thing too. I have trouble with basic math, generally. Right. No, some people are just like, wait, what am I adding and subtracting again? I'm rolling my dice, subtracting 11, and then adding my OCD plus what? I do not understand this problem you guys are having. One plus two plus two (laughs) plus one. Right. right. But, so, I mean, there are games that I like, and when you you have done the work to the point where you know, like GURPS, I I know GURPS, even even though I've only run fourth edition three or four times, I'm fairly confident I could sit down and probably would not have to look into a book uh-huh. for most of the game. And it would just mm-hmm. come off the top of my head like that because I ran it for a decade. Right. And I just know it. And it, once you know something that well, mm-hmm. it becomes... Then it, then the rules start to fall away for the players. I yeah. envy that. That right? was, that That's was amazing. me. That's because you played too many different games. I know. Like no, it is. That's it is. Me. <laughs> Uh, I ran Apocalypse World when I was in the desert. That's so awesome. For what a, a shock. million years. Yeah, it's like 
you know, I'm in a po- post-apocalyptic environment. I might as well run it. And it was so great. It was like but I run, world. ran only that. <laughs> just, so it's just called yeah. World. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just a world. <laughs> it's called World. <laughs> this is my world. <laughs> Powered by yeah. the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I ran them through what happened that week. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> so Bulletproof walks up to you. And yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bulletproof is one of the greatest. They want your groups again, uh, my friend. I'll, I'll run, run it again, again. damn it, Steve. And it shot again. in the head, Ted. That's another great yeah, name. That's where's awesome. Yeah. And my uh, the the Red Dawn game. We were all like, that's oh yeah, right. that's right, that's right, Red Dawn. I am okay, hundred percent in for that. Yeah, Red no, Light in the morning, we'll Sailor's Sailor's mornings. our thing. No, yeah, yeah. Red Night at yeah. night, Sailor's the Delight. movie. Yeah, what? Red Dawn. Red, the Red Dawn. Dawn the movie. Things are different now. Hold on, time out. Okay, one of these movies is very old. This movie to you. Wait, is this one with? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Nope. No. Oh, okay. No. That's the one with Jim Belushi. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> same awesome. movie. No. That's not the movie. This is the one about the kids and the kids in yeah. Colorado and the Soviets, and the Soviets invade no, Mexico. Mexico and it was Cuba. in the 80s. And there's like an internment yeah. center and a drive-in. No, I was alive in the 80s. I just didn't see this yes. movie. No, no, no. Yeah. And they made a remake that was terrible. Yes. With the North yeah. Koreans, and we don't believe any of that. No. They're saying you're remembering it, Red Heat. Oh, Red, red Heat. Heat. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now we're talking about Red Dawn. Like right, what happens right. if you just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I, I will. I will run Gerps again. Yes. Sure. So. Right. Um, but also, bloodblading tusk. You know that system backwards and forwards, right. and upside down. Yes. Good point. Well, I often forget things, though. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I'm getting old. But the the thing is, I don't have a problem with games that are hard to learn. I just there are things that you just find and yeah. you're not a fan. And that's but you know what? Your jam. Yeah. There are many games that you can play that are hard to learn, but you can still have fun even when you don't know them. Yes. yes. Right. But there are other... I mean, I found myself looking at a character sheet... I've only played Fate once, but I look at a character sheet a lot. What oh, things can I... The Fate game you were playing? Yeah, yeah. what things can I use to yeah. tag yeah. things? I'm not... Yeah. Like, you're, but you know what? To be perfectly fair, GURPS, the first few times you play... You have this big long list of skills. Which skill can I use? Can I use accounting here? (laughs) Right? (laughs) To to the point that we've made like a number of times that I think you're kind of alluding to, you engage that system in a different way than you engage a lot of other systems. Well, GURPS GURPS was. uh, Fate, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but that's that's one of the things about all these different types "Eh, of systems. Yeah. Um, is that you, en- you always engage in systems in a different way. Yeah. And so, like, the lessons you learn from one type of system that are good implementing... If we can learn lessons yep. from fate and implement them into yep. a different system and they work well, sure, yeah. that's great. Can I tell right. you, like, my favorite thing that I see in other games that people walk away from fate with is compelling. Like, like compelling your trouble. Oh, right. Yeah. And I see, I mean, even 5E to me has reference to that with the whole when yeah. you set up your, yeah. V5 totally does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's sweet. I'm going to read the sidebar now. Okay. You right. mentioned OSR in the last show. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Two and a half hours later. I know. Yes, Those are 10, 20 minutes. Hour. I think that was a really good conversation. It was, it was, it was. a really good it conversation. It's still going to make me laugh. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned OSR in the last show, and I think you can say it is dead by now. Oh, because we were saying, I think that wave, the OSR wave, there's is still kind some, of. There's still yeah. pockets of people. 
It's like no, for sure, but it's the, like it's like the Japanese soldiers yeah, left on the piece. islands after World War Two, who were sitting there with yeah. their guns waiting for people. It's like third edition. Is what we're talking about? No, no, it's like no, the resurgence like, of first edition. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, not, oh, well, not, right, not first of like, Oh, yeah, not, yeah. not first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, not first. Yeah, pre-first, pre-first. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the old school role playing. Yes, OSR. OSR. Yeah. But, that but there are there are pocket there are pockets of them. I, I mentioned it before, and I just forgot that right. that was the uh, the thing for it. Like yeah. it, it's like tide pools. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like the wave crashed in, yeah. and now has receded, and yeah. it has left. And left little pockets little of pocket. Japanese soldiers yeah. and you still fighting one, World War II you're like, years There's late. a fucking octopus in there. That's awesome. And you're I, like, cool. I want to play that. I, I think I said this this before. OSR really reminds me of the old Infocom games. Like Zork, <laughs> right? You're not playing a character in there. You're using your information to defeat puzzles and get through stuff, yes. etc. So yeah, it's yeah. player knowledge. Yeah, it's yeah. player knowledge. And you know, you can get for the iPad. You can get all of the Zork. All of not oh, all yeah. the Zork. All of the Infocom yeah. games. Yep. But you have to solve each one to unlock the next one. Oh no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's Tell, awesome. Tomes is Did you ever s- play the Hitchhikers one? Yes. Oh man. Pocket yeah. <laughs> oh, I said Tomes is going to smack a bitch. He's like, no, OSR is not dead. It spawned some amazing well, shit. So we're I'm not saying. saying we're just. Well, I think it's on the back of the wave. It has left behind yeah. pockets of cool yeah. shit. That right. people want to go yeah. take their kids I, and find like there's a octopuses cucumber. in sand yeah. dollars yeah. in little pools. What and lessons do you think we could learn from OSR that are not just just use metagame information all the time? Wow. Tables can be fun in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at moderation. <laughs> there's one thing about me. <laughs> he also I says o- OSR play culture can suck ass though. Because they're all over the place. I gave right. moderation up for Lent. Moderation? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're past Lent. Full <laughs> throttle yeah. too. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm sticking with it. The religion Whoa. is you. Good Nyborg. All right. Nyborg. Whoa, what is that? What's a Nyborg? Is there a, is there a microphone cable like uh, being pinched underneath the chair or something? I don't think not I... Not mine. No, nope, not me. Mine is like hanging freely. Okay, good. Yours right. is hanging freely. I was going to hanging about. I got a crackle. Okay. Um, Let's see. It all started when a bunch of people started to try to learn how games were played before and how our hobby started and how it would be to try to learn from the past instead of imagining it all being better now in the future. We crowded among a circle of blogs and read and commented freely amongst each other. It was in the midst of that. Of I was in the midst of that myself and had my a blog of my own. That is all gone, and whatever it calls itself OSR is now something else. Oh, no, I think well, you know more than we do. Stuff. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny though. I know some some people who you know miss their ten foot poles. Sure, and it's you know cool. You can totally play that game. That is not yeah. the game I want to play. It's still out there. Yeah, I actually have a copy of. It's called Dungeon Esque. Have you seen this? No. It looks like the white box version oh, yeah. of D and mm-hmm. I want it to have crab after it though, so it's a dungeness crab. No, but it is it it is fifth edition rules in the little digest books. <gasps> it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So much cool stuff coming out. Five E, you've seen new covers. No, Belljammer. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. yeah. And well, I, there was an interview. Amazing. There was an interview with the guy from Hasbro saying that D and D's had its, its, had its best year e-sports. ever. Esports. Yeah. I know. I saw that esports. That's the best part of that interview. Yeah. Oh. Dudes, we can Dungeons play esports. Dragons is right. We can play esports for an esports. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Remember that that show? Was it gold? 
That happened way back where it's like professional role players. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Dave yeah. Nets thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, they came on the, he came, he came yeah. on the show. Just like Overwatch leagues and stuff. Like, I we love could Overwatch talk. League. Well, that's, D&D and that's League. what I said I'm on, totally on gonna do the that. Slack. Yeah. was like, I would totally tune in to watch a show right? about people... They're gonna do it. Min-maxing it's gonna be a, characters and trying to defeat it's gonna the be scenario. A, it's gonna be a shit reality show. Yeah, get the most broken people they possibly can. Oh, I should be on it. Yeah, why can't we be on it? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I'll go. Have you have you watched the Dungeon Masters? No. Yes. Okay, it is. <laughs> what is this? The, no. the, the, these guys. <laughs> these guys did a, a documentary, and they picked three of the most broken people they could, who all happened to be. Not just DMs, but horrible DMs. Oh God! Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I have a copy oh, of it. No. I'll, I'll figure out how to get Interesting. it. Interesting. Uh, I no. want to play it's D&D horrendous. esports though. I'm totally cool with that. We can do that. I'm like, totally no, you can't win. win. <laughs> it's gonna be I don't a, care. Yeah, you can win. How do they win? Old D&D can certainly like, win. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> We can win. Chainmail. We can totally win. There's winners and losers in Chainmail. Well, yeah. the, the best part about that is the fact that arguably one of the most widely known and accepted s- common streams is based on their product, and the CEO is like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we could do something with them esports." Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Hasbro. dude, yeah, and like, like. You know that this product has a, a thing that has hundreds of thousands of people that watch it regularly, and billboards up all over LA and shit. And oh yeah, yeah. And they they had a line around the the, the Veterans Center in, yeah. in yeah. Indianapolis for Gen Con. I mean, yeah, probably a couple thousand people in line to, yeah. to, to sure. watch them do it live. Remember when Matt came on the show? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He is a funny motherfucker. So yes, he is. <laughs> It was, it, was it, was it, was it was early. It was early. It was early. Season, it might have been like, yeah. I don't think it was first. That was the first time he's told me about the show. It was like, I got this idea. Right. Like, That's awesome. Uh, and now for something completely different. The Lodge. Um, and that was and and as that landed us in England, let me suggest that Stu and all the others who love Spinal Tap search for the Bad News Tour. I've seen that. From nineteen eighty three which in a Channel 4 production follows the metal band Bad News on tour. One year before Spinal Tap, there was something in the air. It's hilarious. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I've seen it. It's uh, because I told way too much of an Anglophile. So I used to actually... Yes, go figure. (laughs) Goth girl and Anglophile bullshit. Uh, It's got three of the four uh, young ones guys in it. So it's got the only what? one that doesn't have is the guy who plays Mike. So it's got A. They've got Vivian. Oh my god, Vivian plays a character named uh is it Vim Fuego? Oh, it's cheap. Vim you can Fuego. Get it on, you can get it on Prime Video for three yeah. bucks. Oh, I used god. to get my whatever those. It's on Voodoo Free. How you know all the young ones are like sixty now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the ones that are alive. Yeah. Rest in peace, Rick. The now. young. Retirees. Oh no, that's Bad News Bears. No, bad. Yeah, it's Bad News. It was actually it was on a sketch comedy show. <laughs> that's I, think. A, I, I didn't. Put <laughs> in, that's a very different show. I didn't put yeah. Bears. Movie. I just put in Bad News. Yeah. yeah. Walter. Have Matt you seen? Have you seen? My Google's broken. You should complain. Nigel Tufnell did a series of interviews for National Geographic. Really? For uh, Stonehenge. Yes. Stonehenge. And it's amazing. Well, Nigel Tufnell is actually a, a, a true lord, like, has a seat in the House of Lords, right? What, Christopher Guest? Yes. 
What? Yes, no, you're not lying. Superior man has a seat in the House of Lords? Yeah, look that shit up. No. No, I'm not lying. What? Like, look it up. Yeah, he has a title. I swear to Christ. Because they made a fake documentary where he bought a castle. And I'm and I'm Jamie Lee's soul sister. She told me. So, yeah, no. <coughs> Bad then, news. Because Christopher Guest is so much cooler than I will ever be. Right. Fuck that guy. Jesus Christ. The yeah. Lord Hayden Guest. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Lord actual... Temporal. Yeah. What? Lord Temporal. Mm-hmm. Temporal. What's that mean? Temporal Lord. It means he could time he's, shift. No, yeah, he's a Lord he's of Time. A time he's lord. a Time Lord! Fucking Time Lord! Oh my god. Nigel Tuftle is a Time Lord. The Dr. fifth Baron Hayden guest. See? Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's an actual inherited title. Usually simply like, known as Christopher Guest. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and the young one huh. was, was the absolute freaking best anyway. blade. Sorry. Blake Ryan Batman. Uh, uh, okay. Talking about hilarious Tappy, Taffy, Matt, Caddy, etc. How many names <laughs> are there? Is it because your name is unpronounceable? Yes. Yes. It's um, Welsh. What do I you want? I, I see what you did there. Drink, Andreas <laughs> from Sweden. I, well done, sir. I've never had a hard time saying Tappy. No. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never <laughs> once. Weird. Breaking that's, into that's a your new name. Yeah, right? Yeah. Breaking into, we're an hour and a half. Breaking into a mm. new group from Jacob. Okay. Or Jacob. Go. Okay. Hello there, honorable follows followers of the douche Dushido code. Dushido. I love Dushido. Freaking awesome. Sorry, I'm going to do that again because I ruined it. Before? Has that been done before? Hello no. I think, that's, I think that's a new one. Honorable followers. What are the five pillars of the Dushido code? It is the. It's the eighth part. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Code is now we gotta. I, I'm ruining his whole thing. All right. All okay. Right. <clears throat> Hello there, honorable followers of the Dushido code and Stork. Good joke. Uh, I love you. I love you. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time now. First time I've emailed. Huzzah. Yay. Welcome. I recently moved to a new town and I found a new group of like-minded, not-so-fat beards. I don't know those people. (laughs) I've been... Well, I don't have a beard. I've been welcomed with open arms. Okay. But I still feel a bit awkward. Like I'm an outsider. Also, what are your thoughts on players playing bizarre and monstrous races? I myself am playing a Wemic. A Wemic. A Wemic. Think centaur, but half lion instead of horse. In the. That was hilarious. In the fight E game. No, it was kind of really cute. In the 5e game with above mentioned group. Please save my introvert hide, Jacob Torgren, on the forums. P.S. I miss the olden days of four-hour-long podcasts. Welcome to today. Uh, <laughs> with burping galore. Yes. Uh, I, I listened to three to four episodes a day back then. Wow. wow. Uh, P.P.S. Drink douche canoes. Yehida. Slancha. I think Rice Krispie Treats. Ooh. If you want to ingratiate yourself with people, oh, bring snacks. Bring yeah. snacks. Yes. You know Especially Rice Krispie treats because everyone loves Rice Krispie or pie. Or pie. Oh my god, pie. pie. If you bring pie, pie or donuts. Mm. Ah, pie. pie. Pie and donuts. Rice Do you know what special K bars are? Whipped cream. But now, with the hold on. Butter thing? Now, they might be not oh. so fat, so they might not want whipped cream covered donuts. That's maybe. I don't care. The more for me. <laughs> Or Donuts maybe are well, you but could bring, bring snacks. Yeah, fruit. 
Right. Yeah. Healthy snacks. Go bring pie and fruit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or bring Play a fruit audience. pie. Yeah. Hostess fruit pies. No, don't bring those. <laughs> no, they're not the pies. Make a pie and bring it. They'll just be like, oh my god, you brought a pie. An entire tray of like just those randomly assorted, unwrapped. Okay. Yes. Taking them now out. Now here's here's another another I got thing earwax. that I'm noticing. Like I feel like I'm an outsider, so I'm playing a bizarre monstrous creature a week. Yeah, make. yeah. So that itself kind of set. I'm not saying that you decided to play a Wii mix set you apart. Yeah. But is yourself. everyone else playing a regular a regular fantasy race? Right. Character the, the, or the yeah. trouble with playing Weemix or bizarre or monstrous mm-hmm. characters is it's very hard to balance that with everybody else. If you're doing it for some sort of role playing possibility, that's one thing. If you're just playing it because you think Weemix are cool and you really like that you have some sort of like bite claw scratch attack, that's a different reason. Yes. Um, but maybe if you're in a new group, you might not want to play a bizarre monstrous creature. Play the human fighter. Throttle yeah. back a little bit. <laughs> <I should> like, <laughs> yeah. Know your audience, and then when you find out, all right, cool. Go nuts. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to, to separate yourself from the group in game as well as being new. Right. Like, Especially find a, a connection with somebody's characters. Like, mm-hmm. I want to play your brother. Right. Cool. Now you are attached to that person. Can't do that unless you're both Wemmicks. Yeah. Or right. half Wemmicks. Or well, who knows what would happen behind the scenes. What right. if you're half Wemmick, half troll? Right. So, I mean... A Twemmick? <laughs> a Twemmick? No, no, no. Those have, like, the tentacle things on their head for <coughs> dance. A Twemmick. Yeah, just okay. have the tentacle All things right. and dance Good and job <laughs> Do you think people want to play the weird stuff because I want to play the weird stuff? Well, well no, no, no. Um, because I, I totally they've played get, all the Elven I, Rangers I and the I totally get wanting to try new shit. Yeah. Cool. But when you're taking making a cocktail and you've got a new group already in the cup, you yeah. pour some weird shit on top of that. Don't add Malort. You could end up with something that's not so palatable to that's everybody. Right. Blue milk. And that was gross. It was awful. And was and gross. like for me, I always play weirdos. I have to play weirdos. You know, it's like, well I don't have to. I really enjoy playing weirdos. If I'm playing like a normal, regular human fighter, I'm gonna be bored. If I'm playing a regular Goliath warden, I'm gonna be bored. So that right. Goliath warden is gonna think he's a cleric. Right. <laughs> That has nothing to do with any stats the character has. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with anything with character generation. But allows me to be the fucking weirdo, crazy right. idiot person that I am. Um, and so, if you want to do that, try and do it in a new group. Maybe try and do it in a way that is with everybody else. Except, rather than have it at 11, turn yeah. it down to about 8. About eight. Yeah. 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 Maybe just be a lion. <laughs> Instead of a Weemick. Right. Think about it this way. Mm-hmm. If you've just bought yourself a new boat and you want to see how far you can get your boat to go on one tank of gas, you don't peg the throttle full open. You kind of leave it about a third of the way up and you just see how things go. And that gives you a good idea of how far you're going to get before you run out of gas. Right. If you leave it wide open, 
you're only going to get 20 yards off the dock and then have to go back. Well, <laughs> interesting, cool. though, I wonder what other people in that game are playing because that is definitely not like Adventure League play type stuff. No. So they no. must be like, I don't know. Well, I, I feel like it's a home game. Yeah. And in a home right. game, yeah. there's lots of play you can get and there are rules for bizarre yeah. monstrous races. But maybe play a half-orc and then next time play a full-orc. Or Do you think it bugs people more when you play a special character, but you're effective, or you play a character and then you make your character and it's not the character's not effective in the game? It, that's a that's a thing you got to suss yeah. out with your group. Yeah, yeah. because like, you're going to have a group of people that loves playing the game because they want to kill shit and win. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to have another group of people so if you're that's so like, hard, they're gonna yeah. Get if you pissed. show up and you're like, I want to tell heartrending stories. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, or I mean, yeah, I'm a wizard and so I and I have a strength 18 of eighteen. Strength. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite games that Jim ran way back in the day mm-hmm. was this. Um, uh, oh, oh, I forget what it was. Uh, the the words are escaping me right now. But it's uh, that's when I played basically a drug addict. Um, and then uh, Mike played like a veteran, uh, Mutant Chronicles. That's what it okay. was. Oh. And so we had a blast being fucking crazy retards doing dumb things. Right. And it was fun. Um, and then we had another player who uh, was playing a ninja. And so he had a completely <laughs> different game. And so yeah. there were us having fun, and then there's the other person who we never interacted with. Yeah. And so you don't want that when you're um, yeah. playing a bizarre or monstrous race to have to just play a different game and watch everybody else have fun. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Don't wanna, you, you and, Avoid sidebars yeah. like the plague. I mean, those, those always piss people off a little. If you feel like an awkward outsider, don't make an outsider character. Yeah. The other thing is, yeah. after at, when the game's over... What do they do? Do they everyone just kind of go their own separate ways, or do they go to a restaurant or something? Do or they if eat they the, the donut pie that you or they will eat be bringing, the donut pie, yeah, donut pie. Like, oh my somebody god! Somebody in the chat room said donut pie, and I was like, "What is donut pie? Bring now, please." I've, I've made a pie crust out of Krispy Kreme donuts. <gasps> oh, you, you can do that? Yeah. Did you make was it cheesecake? No. Oh. oh. Cheesecake, and you cut it up and you like press it down. Oh, well, I did it with a. I, well, okay. So you take the just the plain glazed Krispy Kreme donuts. This and is you now smash them. Yeah. And then you line a pie tin with them, and then I did a French silk pie on top. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. I great. bet it was awesome. Oh my god, I want that. It oh my gosh. Too. I totally. Huh? It would have killed you. It would have killed. But yeah, you yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh man! I just You'll get your prescription bottle and chug it, and then you have right. these. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. <coughs> just gained seven pounds. Right. Just thinking about it. No, yeah. my right? blood sugar. <laughs> man. Um, you lose your feet, but it's worth it. When did you make that? Years ago. Oh, Long time back. Pine. Today was the 81st birthday of Krispy Kreme, by the way. Really? Oh, okay. Pine donuts. The I went, is the 81st best. birthday. I went and I got a dozen glazed donuts for a dollar. Oh wow! Okay. Can really? you still do that? Yeah. Until they close today. Interesting. I used to love Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh my god! Uh, just donuts. 
No, but Krispy Kreme yeah. donuts. Yeah, yeah, fresh, hot Krispy Kreme donuts, and you have to eat them all right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you leave any, they get. But it's smush up to the size of like a marshmallow. Yeah, because they're just fresh so and I have learned, Yeah. Yeah, I've learned though that if I eat more than <sighs> four or five within the space of ten minutes, yeah. I feel really poorly. The oh, sickness. Yeah. Well, I used to, <laughs> in the early in the, in the early years of fair, I would buy a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts to go out to, to hand out to people, uh-huh. and I would buy five dozen. I would eat one dozen of them on the way on the drive to yes. fair. Well, the smell. I can't help it. No. And, and then I'd give one to the guys at the guard gate. I'd go give one to the entertainment director. Go get, take one to my my wife at the well, and then I would take two to the. Bodies. It's like Del yeah. Taco fries, and you try to get them home without eating any. You can't Del Taco fries. Come on. Those are the wavy ones, right? Any fries. Yeah. yeah. They're Super salty. So yeah. Any fries. They're the best fries. I like ever. seasoned uh, these Lowry's, and they put like seasoned fries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Carbs. Um, all right. Okay. Well, so, we're, 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 oh, okay. So, are we on? Are we on air? Yeah. <laughs> so, but 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 if you, I no. mean, if they, if they go I got a meat sweat. I've got a cheese stick. If they go out and do so. something afterwards, go with them. Yeah. If they yeah. don't, if they don't, invite, invite them. them. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, there. I just noticed there's a little diner around the corner. Let you guys want to go over there and get something. You know. But yeah, bringing a treat or something like that Rice to a game. Treats. Uh, rice Krispie treats is not a bad or idea. Krispie treats or like butt or mead. No, they're good. Wrong. Special, special K, the peanut butter ones, whatever with the chocolate frosting. Trust me, I'm from the Midwest. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. Or a red velvet. Midwest cake. people like. I've bars. made I've made uh, an amazing bar like, with cornflakes and what peanut about, butter. What about lemon yeah. bars? Yeah. Yeah. Lemon oh, bars. lemon bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah lemon yeah, bars. Yeah. Nope. Some people don't Strike like that. that right off. Really? Yeah. Some people Lemons don't like that. Lemons can suck it. No, lemon bars are amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have an amazing lemon tree in the backyard Boy, that provides le- me with bushels of lemons can every year. Can I get some from Throw them all away. I'm a, no, I'll make lemon curd out of all of them. Well, and, oh, I want lemon curd. I eat it out of the jar with a spoon. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, you can have all but that But can we shit. also make limoncello? Let's make lemon. You can have all of it. Okay. I don't want any of well, that. Bring back How is that, that going to sound, here? though? Limoncello? <laughs> I guess it was a visual joke. Oh man, was, I got it. It was a child. I heard joke. it in my head. No, no. Uh, so, thank you for the email. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I don't know. Did we thank Andreas? I don't remember if we did. Thank Thanks, you, Andreas. Andreas. Thanks, Andreas. No, it was a, yeah. No awesome. horror, only praise from Kindros. Does that mean Kindros? Right. Sure. <clears throat> On the bounce. <laughs> Kindros here. I feel like I may have. I may have a horror story. That is veiled as a good gaming memory. And let me just say, Starship Troopers reference. Really? On the bounce. On the bounce! Oh, yes! I thought it was just a millennial. Or actually, no, it'd be Generation Z. (laughs) Uh, I can count on one hand the amount of times I have been a player. That's Mm -hmm. like Stu. Yeah. Yes. Almost all of the memories I have are of being the GM. We had our trouble players, but never got to the point of. Having to need to ask them to stop or even leave the group. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, my style then was very freeform with little or no planning. Woot. Also, good job. <laughs> yep. Uh, after discovering your show, I feel I have vastly improved. Well, thank you. Uh, I still have very, <laughs> I have little or no planning. Uh, but I am much more comfortable being off the rails and now knowing I can guide them back to the point where the story is. The resources you've provided as well as the experiences you've shared have helped immensely. That's awesome. Uh, I am part of a new group that is made up of mostly dads and a couple of new ones who only have experience with board games. 
one session into a Star Wars game using the FFG system, and they are loving it. Awesome. Uh, I had to t- I had taken a break for about five years now, and was worried about worried that the information I had would only last about one and a half hours. Four hours later, and I'm now carrying two Wookies, <laughs> which were not part of the original notes. Wow. We still have not finished the initial mission I had given them. Woot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got something to talk about in a second. Uh, thank you for helping me get back into the hobby and remind me how much fun it is to run games. I am also grateful for the all all the information you have provided and helping me grow as a DM. Drink and happy gaming. Cheers. I just have to do a shout out to Sam and her Wookiees. <laughs> so, one hundred percent. I started that Tales from the Loop game. I laid out a mission, and it was based on a, a pre-prepped one-sheet <coughs> style adventure that was in the second book in the Tales from the Loop okay. series. And I did that because I talked with some listeners, and they really liked how I did that for the intro part of the, the Rifts game. How I used like a pre-published adventure to kind of kick things off, so they could look at it at home. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and basically along. see yeah. all of my GM notes, and then see w- mm-hmm. how I dealt with what players did. That's but, that's really smart. So they they liked that a lot, and I did it again. Mm-hmm. But this time, the players just fucking <laughs> like a rocket <laughs> right. off over there and made so many problems on their own that literally, like, we were two sessions into that game when we had FebCon last year. Right. And... Which is not the name of it, but I will never get whichever it is, Orcon. right? Orcon. Good. Orcon is Good the, for is you. the February one. Whatever, it's February Con. Orcon uh, Game X Gateway. Orcon Game X Gateway. Yep. I know the three names. Good job. I they just told apply, you the order. They apply at random in my head. He and can't be never, bothered, because he's just... Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. ask Jim what it is. Aspects and which con is which, I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> Or Con Game X Gateway. Have, but have some more meat. I'm gonna get tore up again. Last Friday I was here, I got wrecked, and it's happening again. Feel it happening. Um, but I ran a Tales from the Loop game at the con, and I told all the players in that game that basically the story that they played through and how they dealt with things was gonna be the second arc, right, to that Tales from the Loop game. Mm-hmm. And they just finished the first arc this last Monday. Oh my god! Oh, so the second and you're winding up, arc. aren't you? Well, yeah, you we wrapped. Yeah. I wrapped it right on this last Monday, but that's hilarious. But like, I basically started setting up all of the things that happened from that game in February as things that were going on in the background. So, like, I'd throw out random information, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool, right, great." So like now they think that there's a Wookiee loose in Boulder City. <laughs> now there's been military helicopters in the air for some reason, and another schoolmate of theirs that they know of is dead. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know anything about that because <laughs> they just never chose that path right. at all, which is awesome. Oh yeah, because instead Sam decided that she would switch all of their parents' brains <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so good. It's such a good show. It's such so, a good show. It's such a good show. I yeah, like they just made up a game, and I just hung on for dear life. Right. That that's that's the best. It is. That's, yeah. that's really fun. A hundred percent. So I totally get the idea of not really having much planned session to mm-hmm. session because 
sure, I have things that are happening in the background that I planned out, but I can't You're tell Good. at all what direction they're going on a week-to-week basis. Oh, sure. So it was just like, let's buckle up and oh. see where we end up. Oh, it's like the vampire game. I had no idea what they were going to do. Oh I, all, God, I knew yeah. that, all I knew what they were going to do was ignore whatever plot hook I threw out. Or not ignore it, put off disregard. Dealing, put off dealing yeah. with it. Let's put a pin in that one. That's a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I dig it, man. I dig it. All right. Thank you for the kind words there, Kendros. Yeah. And welcome back to the hobby. Yes. Emotional bleeding from a game from Joe Crack. Taffy wanted to read. Did you read yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody but Taffy. I think Taffy right. wanted to read, but Taffy's probably peeing. Should we just start? I will start. And then, yeah. And then hey. Just let him. Hey. All Read it my gaming buddies. He's not back hey yet. Hey, buddies. Joe Crack again. Now back from Dexcon 2018 with a heck of a story that I'll mostly abbreviate. Is that like a, a convention where everybody plays Dexter on the Showtime show? Yeah, she could do. Yes. Talk about who played what this week, if you want. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? You played. Yeah. Go I... Finished up a Tales from the Loop campaign. Yeah, how'd you feel about that? I loved it, and one hundred percent. I said it on the stream then. I'll say it again now. There will be a season two because I had so much fun. Excellent. And That's awesome. I don't even have to prep anything. Because <laughs> the best way like to start ready. season two. Yeah. Like there is just a whole pile of shit that they didn't mess with. It's all there. Start it. What do they call it? Uh, uh, in in camera, what do they call? What's it called? The like in, in the middle, res. In, in the middle of the action. Yeah, res. The, the running towards the cliff. Yeah. yeah, being yeah. chased by. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there. The the f- oh. finale to their whole thing was that they they let loose a bunch of Wookies. military grade robots on the world oh, gotcha. and liberated them Who from means? corporate slavery. It's awesome. So now there's like crazy flamethrower bot and like ED209 and shit striding through the <laughs> desert of Nevada seeking Rest freedom. You. Right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, emotional bleeding Ooh. from a game from Joe Crack. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, all my gaming buddies. Sorry. Wait, <laughs> I'm trying to do Joe Crack's voice. Oh, okay. It's really loud. He, does, he has a low voice. <laughs> he has a radio voice. He's really got a radio <laughs> yeah. voice. Uh, hey, all my gaming buddies. Joe Crack again. Now back from Dexcon 2018 with a heck of a story that I'll mostly abbreviate. Nice. I like you. Yes. You can come over and... Never mind. <laughs> what? Ooh. Oh my. Pie hole. Did pie? you say pie hole? Nothing. <laughs> That's not that far from here. We can make it there. Pie oh, hole? yeah. Pie hole? Pie hole. Yeah. Pie hole. It's a pie restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's, a, what's the place that has that killer banana cream pie? Dupar's? Baker Square. I don't know. Dupar's? No, no. <laughs> no it's, uh, it's in, L- it's in downtown LA. Oh. Uh, is it the Apple Pan? No. Apple Pan is in. Isn't that Apple Pan's here? Right? Know. I can't remember. No, there is a downtown. I can't remember. No, it's a pie something. Pie is in the title of the restaurant. Big. Shit yeah, pie. banana cream pie. I mean, huge. That's my favorite pie. Ridiculous. Really? Yeah, that and coconut cream. Mm. The cream pies. The cream pies. 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're filthy. Shush it. Stop it away. Shush. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't say cream taco pie. Or no, that. you just like cream pies. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you actually. really, you really enjoy cream pies. I do. Yeah, you enjoy the fuck out of that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Help me here. I don't care. <laughs> I like cream pies. And she does. I do. Um, this topic. Keep breathing, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you say keep breathing? Keep breathing. <laughs> People Try like to keep pies. breathing while I put you in a headlock. Um, I'm C.A. Uh, Dave. No, that's a rear Not naked choke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Keep reading, brother. Oh, my God. That's a really, really good impression. Oh, yeah. Slap I'm good at the Macho King. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Can you read this as... As can the you? Macho King, do it. Ooh. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother, this topic is mostly about inquiring about them emotions. You continue to feel from games days after you played them. Ooh, yeah. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic is mostly about inquiring about the emotions you continue to feel from games days after you have played them. I'm pretty sure those in the Monster Hearts game know what I'm talking about. Boy, do we. Jesus, fuck. Uh, but I wondered if y- y'all ever have felt it from convention games and what you do, if anything, to deal with it. Uh, I had heard about and known about emotional bleed for some time now, and while always having respected it, I never had to deal with it before. Did none of you guys deal with emotional bleed with con games? Never. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? Um... One of our listener friends from the Fresno area came down, and he ran a Dread game at midnight on Saturday at the con. But it was his sort of custom Dread, Mm -hmm. where each person had their own Jenga tower, because that's the rules of Dread. Right, uh uh-huh. And you have a Jenga tower, and any time you have to do something that would involve a dice roll, you instead have to move a Jenga piece. Yeah. Wow. The Jenga Dread, yeah. But... Instead, it was this now is your hit points. So every time you do something that causes you damage, you have to move a Jenga piece, and if it falls over, you oh die. Man, if you're hammered, you die real fast. Right. right. And midnight at the con is a rough time for yeah. me to be sober. <laughs> so, so that's exactly what I was. We thinking. went in, and he turned off the lights in the room, and it was a game where we sat down at the table, and he said, "Okay, here's your character sheets." You. Whatever you have in your pockets, that's your inventory. Right. Whatever you are mm-hmm. a person that you know you can do, that's that's you. Wow. Except you don't have a cell phone. And yeah, we, were, we were all thrust into a Saw-like scenario where we were in a house of horrors and we had to figure out puzzles that involved maiming ourselves to escape. That's, and that's fucking dope as shit. But, yeah. but like, the very first thing that happened was, okay, uh, there was some backstory, but then it was you wake up in a small cement room that looks sort of like a pantry, and there's a shelf with some, some random food products on it and shit, and then there's a real tall window. So, like, we're like, oh, okay. Um, and then the other guy sitting at the table with me goes, well... Can I reach the window? And he's like, no, it's a little too tall. And I'm like, well, I can give you a boost. Like, I'm a big guy, but I can't, mm-hmm. I can hoist. Mm-hmm. So I help him up, and he goes, cool. And I reach up, and the guy literally just 
by reflex, acts out the motion of, like, I reach up to the window. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, which hand did you reach up with first? And he's like, my right hand. And he goes, cool. A saw blade comes out and cuts off these three fingers. And then he hands him medical tape uh-huh. and makes him tape up those three fingers. <laughs> now you can't use those the rest of the game. Oh, and he has wow. to play Jenga. So when you go to do... Oh, oh man! Charles is saying he played... And that also, he said, if your eye got gouged, you had to put an eye yeah, patch he on. Yeah, uh, an eye patch if your uh, eye got taken off. Oh, or, that's yeah. dope as fuck. See, that that is how con games should be played. Yeah. I mean, this is not a style of game that would be you want to play a over like a, a, campaign. a series of of, no, of no, no. but mm, that's yeah. a good campaign yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, con game so, or, or con game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a campaign game. Con game. Throughout the thing, I was like, okay, we got to get out of here. So yeah. like, I. Specifically went with the position of like whatever actions are necessary to advance us and keep us moving to get out of here. Those are the actions I'm going to take. So I got fucking wrecked. Like I had lost a leg. I had <laughs> like my hand had been degloved. Oh, I, like, oh. all kinds of oh. horrifying shit. Degloved is the worst. Yeah. Oh God, no. And like. Uh. At one point, we got to a situation where there was like a box on a wall, and people had to put fingers in the box to push buttons. And there was one player at the table that was like, well, I'm not going to do that. No. And literally everybody else around the table was like, if you make Dave do it, he's going to fucking die. So you need to fucking get your shit together and do this. <laughs> because this motherfucker has gotten us out of like 15 horrible situations already. <laughs> like, it got rough. Wow. Like, around the table. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am about to die. <laughs> Literally, like, my tower was just a stack of single bricks <laughs> and then a big monolith on top. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like yeah. uh, any minute now, this is all careening down. Yeah. But yeah, that was a situation where there was definitely like, um, and and the interesting part was there were two people there that had never played an RPG before. Mm-hmm. Really, like this was their first wow. RPG experience. That's a great beginning RPG yes. experience, they, I think. They yeah. had just happened to be there or something. Like they were on vacation, and they saw this con was going on. And they decided to pay the money at the door. Oh, and good for them! Wow, do a thing and play a game. And so it was this guy That's and his amazing. wife, and they. Like we're in this game, but like they very much got super heated about shit, and I was like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> like, right? now, did that did that did that extend after the game? Well, like it felt like that. Like none of us knew each other, so we didn't hang out after because it was a midnight game. So by right. the time it was done, it was like, like four in three morning. o'clock in yeah. the morning. Right? We're like not ready to go find the bar because it had already been last call, so right. we're not gonna hang out. But like. It very much felt like that. And, like, the whole rest of that con, I kept thinking back to how much fun that game was. Mm-hmm. And I still talk about it now, so... Right. Wow, yeah. That is a that is a fun concept. It, is. it was rad. Oh, totally. I think mine, I, I don't know, a few things come to mind, but a couple of them are more traditional, like the emotional bleed, where both of the games I can think of were at Big Bad Con... Um, one of them was a Sagas of the Icelanders game that I got to play with Jason Morningstar... And, I mean, just kind of, you know, non-traditional sagas, sort of Vikings characters. So you have, you know, like I was a a shield maiden, but I was supposed to marry someone who was totally not into uh, me, not into women, not necessarily into anybody. But um, 
you know, so just over the course of the game, you're playing the game, but then you're playing the the reality of those people behind the game that you were having to get, you know, we were having to either declare that we were going to get married or do this thing or not do this thing um, and subvert who we naturally were. Right. Um, and then over the course of the game, we just recognized that together we were stronger and that we could each be who we were, but we could be partners and support each other in a different way. And it just, I don't know, it, it just stuck with me. Um, just the people at the table were really amazing role players. And like we, it ended up taking directions that I didn't expect it to take. And then you kind of do that denouement and, you know, everybody gets their epilogue and stuff. And then what just kind of happened in the epilogue was a lot more impactful than I guess I would have expected it to be. Yeah. Another game was Tears and Kisses and kind of the same reason um, where just the people at the table just contribute pieces of that that I think you don't necessarily expect because once again the hive mind is not always the best mind so then when you have you know except, people, except we're talking about hive mind oh yeah no. hive mind's always right. the best mind yeah. um, but like just when people are collaborating yeah. and contributing <laughs> things so like are, you know you're sitting there and I don't want to I don't want to foreshadow too much what where our email is going but just when you people contribute things that you don't expect right. or the mechanics of the game uh you know, cause something to happen where a uh, you know the storyteller or the MC or the GM makes a hard move in a direction that you don't expect. Like everybody wants you to win, quote unquote. Like you're leading up to this moment, and then it doesn't happen. But then that somehow that becomes something that is more impactful. And I've talked about this story before on the podcast, but just that I played a character in Tears and Kisses that was the rocker, and the rocker I always say is like kind of almost fucking magic in this cyberpunk game because of the moves they have. And so I'm leading the whole game up to this like penultimate move at my ro- at my show that we've been talking about for a four hour game, you know, and I fucking failed my role. So I, you know, all the stuff I'm supposed to be able to do because I'm supposed to be able to succeed at this role, you know, all the stuff you envision does not happen. But then somehow because of the contribution of the other players, Jib was in that game, ended up sacrificing his character to get the character that I was really trying to get out of the city alive with me because we were in love um, gets that character to come out so we can break out of the city which is the big thing in Tears and Kisses and so we get out of the city together but because I fucking failed my role she dies so it's like I can totally picture what happens, and, and it stayed with me. It's, I mean, still I think about it, but for days, where I could just picture the scene of like leaving this sprawl, you know, this this city controlled by the man, and you're on this bullet train, and this this person you love expires on your shoulder, like you're bleeding out. Because yeah, of something. yeah, but you're leaving. You broke out. Like you're together, mm-hmm. but it's like totally bittersweet. So yeah, I had. Emotional bleed uh, from a game on the the GM side of the screen with Stork, because we had a oh. player that was so horrific in our game that it made us oh. feel like we failed. That's oh, like it made us feel like all our prep was in vain and it was just shit game. Wow! So like it literally made Stork and I like sit that back oh. and reevaluate our GMing. Right. Oh yeah, because we were like, oh, <clears throat> that was terrible, and yeah. And then we didn't run a game the next con. 
because we literally were like, mm, yeah, let's take a break and r- gather ourselves. You gotta yeah. get back on that horse. We have. And since. beat it with a stick because yeah. it's dead. Yeah, no, yeah. Like Gone with the Wind. Right. Wow. Wow. Frothing horror. Yeah. Frothing horror. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> All right. So now back to. All right. Okay. <laughs> now, now we get to oh, Joe Crack's story. Your mic is back on since you're not chewing. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no one drink out of that. That uh, shot glass. Did you just expel like a bullet casing? Into yeah, that? Is that what you were chewing on? Yeah. Yeah. I've got some 38 rounds back there. Yeah, just nice. chewing. Yeah, they're, good. they're tasty. They are. After, After a while, you get to the spice. Yeah. And, the, and lead's kind of sweet. Yeah. It is. Especially when it's mixed with paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for real, though. I just eat buckets of paint chips as a child. Tasty. Yeah. No, my nephew, like... <laughs> what yeah. really? No, for real, oh, that happened. Mm. They got a bunch of money for the because they were in an old house, and they got a uh, you know kid gets annual checkups, and like there was apparently lead paint on the windowsills, and they had no idea. Yeah, and kids chew on everything, y'all. Yes. I don't have them, but I've heard this. I've actually seen this. It's like a puppy if you give it. But he's Adderall. all good. He's like actually <laughs> all good. But yeah, that's freaking scary. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> puppy, if you, yeah. Puppy on Adderall is what kids are like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Okay. At, at the convention, I was lucky enough to get in a scheduled three-part game of Masks, a game I already love. The to the GM's delight. All three slots ended up being filled by the same six players, so we were all able to share the emotional roller coaster and intriguing plot. I created a sidekick from the 1950s who, along with her mentor, was sucked through time and spit out in modern times. I wanted to play a fun golden age morality like DC's Mary Marble. Another player asked to play off that idea and created my Soviet counterpart a teenage girl who is experimented on with Cold War cybernetics, whose parents were dead, and she was used as a Soviet poster child in all of their propaganda. We were rivals back in the day because Cold War, but still teamed up often enough to fight Nazis because every hero hates Nazis more. This is very true. Yes. Now we're in 2018. She has no one from her past, and her entire country is gone and replaced with different ideals whereas I still have my mentor-slash-aunt-slash-mother figure. And we each have our rivals from back in the day. Oh yeah, and we both totally always had crushes on each other, but could never do anything about it because it would have been improper Mm -hmm. back then for me, and it would have been a death sentence for her. Game goes great, and after some fun drama, we finally kiss in the second session, and I'm getting her to accept being open to who she is, and out with the world around us because I'm tired of hiding my feelings around her. And there's plenty of others in school that are like us. She continues to be more supportive and comforting me and introduces herself as as my girlfriend to my mentor who is still hiding her own feelings. What? Uh, We're raiding the main villain's base and being flirty and adorable. We tell the players we're getting heartwarming comments from the other players. Or we, the players, keep getting heartwarming comments from other players. And we meet the teenage villain who monologues about the corruption of the world today in the police, in the media, and all around. And I can see, both in character and out of it, that the villain's words are getting to my girlfriend. But we are all 
take the villain down anyway, and we have her arrested for the crime she committed. Then we are going about our epilogues, and I'm about to describe a scene as such. Sylvia, my character, and Katya, her character, at prom. Katya dancing a bit stiffly, but they are happily and they are together when a villain bursts in. They are put on their respective masks and start fighting back to back in a Steve Rogers slash Bucky sort of way. Katya's player has to give her epilogue first, though. She begins describing the detention center where the villain is being held, and suddenly alarms are blaring as the hole is punched through the wall, and Red Star slash Katya breaks the villain out of jail. She then describes a text message sent to Sylvia, forgive me, I love you, goodbye. Damn! Oh, man. That's awesome! It yeah, is. it is. And I'm literally crying at the tail. Uh-huh. It was beautiful and tragic, and I hated it and loved it. My epilogue ended up being a scene of Sylvia and Katya fighting Captain America slash Winter, Winter Soldier style, with Sylvia crying as they fought. Normally, I enjoy getting a little happy ending in my superhero mini-campaign convention games, but none of those happy ending games have ever affected me like this. Because how could they? The tragedy wasn't there. I felt this so deeply and still feel it if a couple days after, or for a couple days after we finish the session. The GM, myself, and in my game, Girlfriend's Player, all want to continue the story of the future convention, but who knows if that will happen. But I want to know about y'all and what games convention otherwise have affected you in such a way. Enjoy a tasty beverage. P.S. While meeting at the bat with the other players, I totally handed up by only drinking Shirley Temples. <laughs> P.P.S. Shirley Temples are delicious. What are Shirley... Uh, grenadine and, and seven just like 7-Up? Seven seven up? Yeah. And then a Roy Rogers is Coke, Coke, Coke and, and, seven. and Grenadine? And grenadine yeah. Okay. Now, I have never played in a mini campaign at a con. No. I've only played no. in one shot. I have. I, it would be nice to be able to do something like yeah. that, but the con needs to be able to have it set up so that if someone signs up for game one, they're automatically signed up for game two and three. I, yeah. Because switching, having players switch around would be difficult to do. I, I played in two, and they and we switched up players. So I played in like not every game of the... Right. One was a living Dungeon World game, uh, and one was a living Sprawl campaign over the course of the and it seemed to work right um, I, I mean it would just work better if you had the same player I mean if you got good players if you had the same players playing the characters you know you some know of the I mean? characters because they could see who signed up for games so some of the characters could like if you played game one but you didn't play game two three and you were going to be in game five you know maybe that your your character doesn't like nothing happens until you're back in the game but characters that didn't play again became NPCs oh okay All right. uh, like the sprawl one I think my character when it, the big bad actually ultimately became one of the NPCs from the first game so no one's taking someone else's character in the mm-hmm. next session okay. no so you're no, not, not saying what they're doing when they're not there that makes sense that's okay. cool that makes sense I had that experience with the end of our first L5R campaign because Kimmy and Stork and Tyler all presented their epilogues first. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all fucking tragic. Oh, shit. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, no. no. Man, uh, I had a nice like this. <laughs> so I went home and I wrote like the butteriest, sweetest, yeah. wonderful ending. Nakoma died years. happy, surrounded by, by his, his many children. children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Years later, after ruling in peace. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, damn, you people, fuck. 
Yeah, I, I that that I, I was going to say no, but that that campaign when I wrote some of the epilogues, also for the vampire game, for the Modus Sin game, when I wrote some of the epilogues for some of the NPCs that had been around since the very beginning, like the I killed what's her name, um, the 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 witch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you burn her? No, no, she was. Um, she floated. No, she she was. A, <laughs> her, her her house was destroyed by by one of those. What are what are those things called? The EC Aww. with the with the huge like five thousand round per minute cannons on them that the CIA used in Vietnam. Oh, you Spookies. mean spookies? Yeah. Oh. I have no one idea. One of those things. I thought we were still talking about L5R. No. Yeah, confused. I know. I no, was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the no, CIA used in Rokuga. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> with the miniguns. It's like, oh, yeah, the crab miniguns were fucking vicious <laughs> against the Shadowlands oh, coming man. in. L5R like, in space would be so awesome. <laughs> the taint. Well, you know what? There's Warhammer in space. Why can well, there not be L5R in space? Well, Emperor. Emperor. Oh, yeah. Well, there in the in the back of the fourth edition book, there's a little thing if you want to run it, run it in space. Oh my gosh, you should totally do that like instead of paradigm. instead of space marines. They're all samurai. Yeah, that'd be oh, awesome. That'd be fucking rad as shit. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna happen. It'd be so good. But, 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 that, but I, I enjoyed being able to like close those characters' stories. Yeah, yeah. That was and, and um, I don't even remember. Oh, I killed Uedo in the. Yes, in the in that one too. Mm. I like killing oh, NPCs yeah. at the end of the games. Yeah. <laughs> um, what what was another tick in the mark of tragedy yeah. that I was like, right? I have to fight against this. Oh, but he had a good death. Though. He did. He had a good death. But still, <laughs> um, what Joe what Joe's talking about in uh, the Monster Hearts game mm-hmm. is no joke. Right. Like oh. Mm, after yeah. every game, we need to have like an hour to like cool the fuck down and right. be like, okay, Monster Hearts. Yeah, Monster Hearts. Yeah. like it's an emotional fucking roller coaster They're, for be, everybody involved. Be, be truthful if you feel like it, but because I will. Uh, there are times it stays with me for days. Oh yeah, and yeah, it yeah. seems like that with everybody Absolutely. at the yeah. table. Everybody we'll gets talk fucked about up it. that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it with you much, Stu, but like. We'll talk about it with each other on Slack, but there are times that l- it lives with you. Yeah. That game is no joke. Yeah. That game is no fucking joke, people. It's Except when it's hilarious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, it, it's... But there's a definitely emotional bleed yeah. that happens for days after the game. Yeah, and, and different people... Well, because... I think as much as we're learning who each other are and that we trust each other in the game because that's why we're playing this game and it can be as raw as it is, you don't... Sometimes you don't even know your own psyche. And so things will trigger that you're just not even... Not even expecting. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't run Monster Hearts as a con game. I know people people have said that they played it. Like, there is a story that somebody said on the Discord where, like... Uh, as the mortal, they got like four advancements in one four-hour yeah. con game. I would not play this game as a con game because it is just—it's really emotional, intense in a lot of ways. Uh huh. Um, dangerous to play with strangers. Yeah, yeah. dangerous to play with strangers. Definitely. I mean, even if the next card, it just um, yeah, there's just a lot of ways you can get really fucked up with Possibly it. depending on the con uh, too. Like yeah. there are but cons you can go to that you can I tell you're going to have a different experience. I about. would not go to a con game where I have to be vulnerable to strangers. 
I just wouldn't. Yeah. And so, like, games, like, like what is being described here, where you're really being vulnerable with somebody and treating the... And having yeah. 12 hours with them, that's also a weird thing. But, uh, no, I'm fucking goofy as fucking hell when I'm at a con game. And when I run a game, it's super goofy. Right. Um, just because it takes a lot of trust... Um, to put, make yourself emotionally vulnerable to strangers who very easily can step all over you. Sure, and yeah, that's not my bag. Right. Uh, Although I, I think I you would, can have. I a good would game. imagine that the sort of people who are going to step all over you are probably not the people who are going to sign up for Monster Hearts. No, well, yeah, unless they're they looking for be. kicks. I don't they know. They may have never played Monster Hearts before. Right. Well, they may not know it yet. And I yeah. And we've talked about this con on the show a, a lot. But um, when I go to Big Bad Con, it would not surprise me, and that's why the the experiences I had that that I could think of when Joe Crack was when you were reading his email were mm-hmm. all Big Bad Con experiences if they weren't home games or Happy Jack games um, Happy Jack's games but because that can absolutely develop in a con like that or I could see New Mexican or just oh, some man I want New Mexican to be all Battletech Battletech. It is. Let me, let me tell you, it is not. It is not. Look at this mix. Right. But um, that's funny. I can see at or if you new M E C H I X O N. Or if you go to a con like Go Play Northwest, like you're going to a con like that, and you are by and large, you can expect to be with kind of people that are a little more like-minded but you do, like you said Tappy they are still strangers so you could end up in an ex- in an experience at a table that is way more than you were even this is not what I signed up for uh, so I could totally see that um, like had I not been comfortable going with the okay this is Sagas of the Icelanders which actually uh, tells really human human stories uh, if you've ever played the game more often than not um, but like where I could see some people getting uncomfortable with the direction some things would maybe go in and but I don't know I can see some cons where that's more probably what folks are looking for I guess I would say but otherwise you want to play you know it's not like you go to BBC Big Bad Con and I mean I've played Dungeon Crawl Classics I've played right. a lot of you know stuff that's just super fun too I finally so. remembered what my con game is. Yeah. Ah, I knew it would happen. Two hours. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, it, it? This is this is a setting I started developing. One of the very early settings for Moment of Truth, called Mobile Danger Force, which is basically kind of like uh, Mission Impossible. That's nineteen sixties. All right. Like super science, secret organization that goes around. And it, the, so like uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, cross with stripes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I think this is the this is the intro for the players. Uh, you are members of the Mobile Danger Force, a group of specialists trained in spycraft, combat, social engineering, and technology. Uh, the MDF is financed by a wealthy yet disinterested benefactor named Harvey Hughes. Uh, and the MDF travels the world to various global hotspots to battle tyranny and keep the world safe for democracy and grooviness. Uh, but this is a special mission One that breaks the bonds of Mother Earth The Apollo 11 spacecraft is hurtling Toward the moon And the Mobile Danger Force Intelligence Branch Has discovered that the Soviet Union has arranged A nasty surprise at Tranquility Base Where the Apollo 11 moon lander Is scheduled to touch down 
Will the American people hear those famous flub, that famous flub phrase? That's one st- small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Or will they hear, "Oh God"? Ah! The answer to that question is up to you. That's the that's the blurb. Nice, nice blurb. That's a great blurb. Yeah, that's it that, is. Uh, blurb. That movie Apollo eighteen. Huh? What? Is it Apollo Apollo eighteen Apollo sixteen? No, uh, Apollo seventeen is wait. Is it Apollo seventeen or Apollo sixteen where? Uh, the longest drive with a like nine iron was ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that was, was Alan Shepard. That was Alan yeah, right. Shepard that smuggled the golf club. Right. Yeah. His personal yeah. weight allowance. Yeah. He has. Yeah. It's it's the world record. Yeah. For the longest, I think it's the longest drive for a nine that's iron. That's not on the world though. No. <laughs> I don't think that's a technicality. It's a moon record. <laughs> it's not a world record. If he'd hit it harder, it would have achieved. <laughs> could have. It could have. An orbital velocity, and then would still be there right. as a hazard to all future moon right? <laughs> moon mission. That no, could no, no. happen. But there was a, there was a film that was like Apollo eighteen or something. Uh, it was Capricorn th- one. No, no, no. Okay, that was uh, essentially like the story of the final moon mission that none of us heard about. Okay, because it went so horribly wrong because they discovered all kinds of terrifying shit. And like a um, uh, Soviet mission to the moon that went terribly wrong because they uncovered this right horror. Oh, I think I remember. I know Wait, what you're yeah, talking about. like uncovered horrible shit. Like there's moon men and horrible yeah, well, shit. Yeah, like some or kind like of like biological terror of on some, the moon, some nature. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This isn't a documentary. No, <laughs> but it's, it's done. It's done in a documentary I think style. It's like a mockumentary. I did. Yeah. I think I did see that yeah. because at one point they go to the, the Soviet landing craft. Yes, uh, I yeah. did remember seeing. This is that. all like Apollo eleven, Apollo six. Wait, is this it? Which is one with Alan? Shepard. Yeah, Apollo eighteen. That's okay. the one. Yeah, yeah. All right. I know my horror, weird, yeah. obscure shit. Oh yeah. man! As so, long as it was from so pre two thousand five. I saw seventeen. A, uh, was the last. Or was it? Right. I, I saw a really cool billboard once upon a time for this awesome uh, uh, sci-fi movie, um, and it was called. Um, oh Jesus! Fuck! I freaking forget what it it's was called fucking now. awful. No, it's it's uh, no, it was a horror movie. Oh okay. And I was it like, was awesome. oh shit, Event Horizon. That was it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Event Horizon. Yeah. Amazing movie. It's it terrible. is amazing. No, Sam Neil. no I was amazing. not expecting a horror movie. Well, I, I was expecting was I. a sci-fi I saw, movie. I saw it in the like, theaters. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw it in theater too. Because I saw that looks fucking dope as shit. Right. right? Cool. Looks like a good science fiction film. No, it was not a good science fiction film. No. Sam Neil and and Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Yeah, it was. It was. Fucked it was good. up. No, no, no. It's a good horror movie. Yeah. It's a shit sci-fi movie. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the fact that they mix horror and science fiction. Oh, it's like its own a, genre. Like, like Pitch Black. No, no. The fact that that science fiction is often paired with horror. No, I get it. I, I, it just pisses me off. Oh, you mean like Alien? No, just like no. the genres in general. If you go and look. On, I'm going to go watch a video on Amazon. Sci-fi it's sci-fi slash horror. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was sci-fi fantasy. No, well, I don't know there's if it is. Often, there's often that, but sci-fi horror often... Is often paired together. In, the in a blockbuster. Genre, yes. Yeah. No, no, just... Like if you're going, I want to look. Oh, I want to watch it. I want to go sci-fi. online and watch a science fiction film. Why are there all these horror films in here uh, as well? Because it's sci-fi slash horror, not just sci-fi. Uh, no, do they really? Up, like, yes, there's a lot of them that do that. Yeah, of Leviathan and Deep Star Six instead of The Abyss. Right, I would rather see The Abyss. Right, I like right. The Abyss. That's a good movie. Oh, The Abyss is a good movie. I, I right. do not want to see Leviathan or Deep Star Six. I, do I not just want, want to see a this. watch list that's alphabetized. 
Can we have that? You know what I would like to, is to be able to see all of the movies on Netflix. Not actually watch all of them, but to have a directory. What's that? that? There's that website. There's a website where there's codes. There's like category codes, yeah. and you can say, "I want to watch movies about World War II from the German perspective." And there's a there's a, like oh. a six digit code, and if you put that in the Netflix thing, really? it lists all of these movies that are about World War II from the German perspective, or about. Uh, I mean, it, it gets super super wow granular. specific. Yeah, yes. what's that wow. website? That and, sounds amazing. Uh, I don't, if you if you Google um, okay. Netflix secret codes, okay, you, and there's thousands of them. I mean, it's like movies, Swedish movies about basketball. I mean, it's crazy. It's all kinds of shit. Swedish games about sci-fi. Right. But yeah, it. it I, I found it, and I, I actually found stuff that you would never see because it's never on that front page yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And it, I mean, they, they have, they That's probably have hundreds of thousands of movies in there. I know. But you only see a tiny fraction well, of yeah, them. Well, yeah, and when you scroll down and it's like, because you liked this, like... It's not. It's nothing compared to what's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the things about VR becoming a thing Mm -hmm. that I want to have happen is I want the resurgence of brick and mortar type stores, but populated in VR. Oh yeah. Oh, like not VR, but but AR. Well, like augmented, but so you like, go to a store no, with no, the shit around. No, no, but oh. like even you're in your house uh-huh. and you put on the helmet and you're like, "Cool, I'm going to go to Netflix." And it's like you're walking into a Netflix store. R- that would be and awesome. You can walk up and down aisles <laughs> just filled <laughs> with shit. shit. That'd and be you cool. Can look as fuck. at cover titles. It'd be like the Matrix. Yeah. It's like I want to see the science fiction films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want that. That would be awesome. That sounds like, so good. Or like, oh, I'm gonna go shopping for on Amazon for uh, waterproof Bluetooth speakers. Cool. Now I'm on the waterproof Bluetooth speaker aisle, and I can pick one up, and I can see how big it is in my hand, and right. uh-huh. I can look at the buttons and how does it charge and all of this shit, and then I put it back on the shelf and I go to the next one and I check that one out. Right. Like that's what I want to have happen, but technology isn't moving fast enough. No. Well, there's Pokemon Go. <laughs> you know, so 2020 is coming up, and by 2020 we're yeah. supposed to be able to plug stuff into our brains and go on the on the matrix. Oh, jack in. Yeah, okay. We're supposed to be able to jack in. That's instead. Not good you can swallow a pill that tracks your farts in real time what? onto your phone. <laughs> That's a true item. No, That's a true me, item. Tell me about this. There's like this pill yeah. thing. You you take it and it and it will track the farts being created and send it to your phone. Time. Yeah. Yeah, the, let you the, know when it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> we Are have you that. Serious? I am yeah. dead serious. But we that's, don't. That's how you know when it's time to go to a public space. <laughs> yeah, we, so we you can have... stroll down an aisle and just leave a present for all those other people at Whole Foods. But you, you can't, can't have VR Blockbuster. You can't. You can't buy it on Amazon, so it's not real. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh, what the fart tracker? I pill? put fat tr- fart tracking pill, and it did nothing. No, oh no, no, just just put in your your Google bar and see what happens with fart tracking. My Google's not working. Oh, what? Oh, there it is. My Google broke. <laughs> Chat room wants that pill. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. So how does it measure? I mean, I can see if it happens to be in the gap where the fart is, it would be able to like measure the lack Maybe of it solid pressure. If they can do something like that, but how does it know what's ahead of it? Pressure. What? I don't know. Why it do can't you track the stuff that has already happened. It why tracks from when you take the pill. Why yeah. can't you do that and not have a colonoscopy then? 
Like, why do people have to have colonoscopies if well, they can put a little <laughs> pill Because that hasn't gotten that good yet. Because those pills have not gotten that good yet. Eventually, we'll be able yeah, to take a just, pill. They and we'll just created this pill. Yeah. Well, still, oh. what's that inner... No, it came out in January. Yeah. That should be in the market by now. <laughs> I swallow. Why can't I have Dennis Quaid go yeah. explore my colon? Is it Martin Short? Is it? Yes. Dennis, okay. Both of them. Yeah. Dennis Quaid and Martin Short. Yeah. I want the both of them to Wait. explore my colon. Martin yeah. Short? Yeah. Why not? What was that movie? Inner Space. Oh, I remember Inner Space. Holy shit, Interspace. that was a long time ago. Yeah, but see, why I think you should have the three that? amigos in your I want Dennis Quaid and Martin Short. <laughs> Put Chevy Chase, yeah. Steve Martin, and Martin <laughs> Short in a capsule. Yeah. And then I will swallow them, and they can tell me where my farts are coming. I am 100% on board. And explore your colon for polyps. Like, no, shit. literally, like, my ass will go, hey, you! <laughs> you, too! Look at me, look at me, look at me! I'll go, oh, now it's the time. Oh, oh God, have we got off the rails. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to end it. That's the best time. Thank you, Joe Greg, for the email. Thank you. That was a good email. That was really good. All All good emails. Very good emails. Please send more. Yes. Yeah. Not just you guys, but everybody. Not dick pics. Because that was wrong. Only two ones Yeah. Dick dick pics. Dick pics are adorable. No. Kimmy does not. What's that little view with the vampire thing? Oh, okay. A dick dick. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I think so. They have like this tiny yeah. little horns, and they're like this big. Like no, no, but there's a tiny deer oh. that literally has crazy canine fangs. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same animal. I don't know if it is. Hold is it on. the Nara deer? No, Nara deer are just Nara assholes. Deer? No, they bow. It's a Vorpal bunny. A Vorpal bunny. Yeah, but they eat your clothes because they <gasps> can't be told no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like children. Yeah. Okay, I'm ending it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 22, episode 9 of Happy Jack's Surgery Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. I'm Kadeem. And I'm the enemy of fun. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. L5R again this Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Oh, that's right. You've got ShadowCon tomorrow, right? ShadowCon. Yep. Excellent. Thank you very much. We'll leave with a song. Whoa, that is not water. Yeah,
aspersions they are casting It appears I'll be the last So to those that pass I'll raise a glass For it seems that all my doctors I am outlasting Oh, Oliver, let 